forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show, with me, your host, Tom Sharpling. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! Is that our guest, Mike? All right, let's get this started. Let's just do this. WFMU, uh, do I have a caller on the line? You have a caller on the line. Oh, is this is this Robert Popper? It is indeed. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I just, uh, I'm, you know, it's uh, one fifteen in the morning here. I would I've like been, to. Let me I mean, I've been staying up. I, I had a warm bath for some reason, which has made me drowsy. I apologize for it's that. It's fine. It's good. So if I kind of start snoring. Okay. Yeah, but I won't know. How are you? I'm doing great. First of all, let me just say, uh, we do a, a family-friendly program here. Yes. No toilet talk. No toilet talk. No obscene uh, dialogue. No obscene dialogue. Mm-hmm. This is not uh, this is not uh, Sky or whatever you guys do over there, <laughs> with the, where you the the no. uh, foul language flows like uh, water. I will abide by the rules of your constitution, sir. Exactly. Just pretend this is chitty chitty bang bang. That's right. That's how we're gonna. That was me whistling. <laughs> so, so Robert Popper. First yes, of all, let sir. me just say thank you for calling up and thank you for staying up. Hey, pleasure. To do this, you. Thank you. Are... I'm very excited to be on your show because I think you're funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've got one of your CDs. It's funny. Oh, that's why. Look, I appreciate that. So okay. Let me just say, you yeah. are a genius. Uh, Straight a, up. Ooh, a total genius. Einstein does not compare. He does not? No. You are responsible for some of the greatest stuff that has uh, come down the pike in the last uh, 20 years. Oh, that's very nice. Look Around You is, is your show. Yeah, and Peter was meant to be on the phone as well. He, he couldn't make it, which is um, a shame. That's right. He is your partner. That's Peter. He is my partner in crime, yeah. That's Peter Serafinowicz? Yeah, Peter Serafinowicz. Yes. You pronounce it good as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is very good. I'm very excited. This is a pro interview. I don't take this stuff lightly. Mm. Um. So anyway, yes, look anyway. around you, which yes. people can see on... Uh, it's on Adult Swim, isn't it, at yes, the moment? In America. It's so exciting because um, we love Adult, because we love Tim and Eric. Yes. Yeah, and I think Tim, Tim Heidecker is listening now. Hello, Tim. I love Tim Heidecker and Eric, but he's listening. He's a fan of your show. Look, guy's got to yeah, like one more than the other. I like you more than no, Peter. No, 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 but if he's listening and Eric's not, then I prefer Tim now. Look, I like Tim more than Eric. I like Robert more than Peter. Yeah, exactly. you got to pick your favorites. you got to pick and your I, And I prefer you to Margaret Thatcher. Oh, well, thank you. Mm. I like Wise more than uh, Morecambe. You like Wine more than Morecambe? Yes. I prefer wine to Morecambe as well. So anyway, Rob, yeah. I'll, I'll stop. I'm going to stop with the silliness. You're, yeah, you're tired. Seriousness, seriousness. Yes. It's a serious business. Yes. If for, for the uninitiated, how would yeah. you describe uh, Look Around You? 
Look Around You is a musical comedy set in the 1830s uh, in Poland. Look Around You is a, a spoof um, uh, science education series kind of set in the late 70s and 80s. That uh, we kind of, when we were, me and Pete were kids, we were forced to watch these horrible, bleak uh, education programs at school that were so complicated and never made any sense. And that horrible images kind of burnt into your skull. And you'd only have to watch one to remember them, and it would sort of haunt you. And um, we just remembered them. We thought they were really funny. They left an impression on us. Let's, let's try and make one. You know, we, we decided, let's make a short film. And we thought calcium, for some reason, was funny. And let's make the world's first comedy about calcium. If we make that, people are going to want to come and see that, because, you know, you want to see a comedy about calcium. And um, so we did that. And it led to the series that we are now watching at the moment. But yeah, it's um, it's, it's, it's kind of fake schooly programs. The first series was, and then the second series uh, were, were bigger, thirty-minute things, which were kind of with humans in them, looking at kind of still maintaining the look around you feel, mm -hmm. but looking at uh, science and technology from like the eighties forward. Because the first, because the, the the show started off originally, they were ten-minute episodes. That's right, ten-minute episodes, which we shot in. Um, a kind of, like, just this underground place. Uh, actually, it, what was amazing, we shot, we just found that we shot it with this um, editor called Chris Dickens, who was just a friend of ours, mm -hmm. who won, who just won the Oscar for Slumdog Millionaire. So, I'm, I'm just to think he edited, like, the world's biggest film, mm -hmm. edited, spent months editing shots of sulfur, <laughs> calcium. It was fantastic, and iron filings. Yeah, and uh, you gave him his start. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Were you thanked? Um, well, didn't you see? Didn't you see the speech? Well, that technically It was stuff. all, it I was, you know, that. a ten-minute thing about saying to me, to my mother, to my father, I to you, to your mother, to you your father. me? To your grandmother. You leave my grandmother out of this. She's a very nice lady. Eh. I've met nicer. She was a quite nice. She was quite nice. Um, so anyway. Yeah. Look around you. That's ten minutes. You are one of the, uh, you, you and, and Peter, Yes. you wrote and created it. Yeah, we wrote and put it together and did all the music and stuff. Um, it was kind of a real labor of love. It was, it was funny. It was just because we, you could sort of enter this pretend world, which we like. We like doing these sort of mad universes. And to be quite honest, we could have made those to the rest of our lives. They were just such fun to make. Coming downstairs and you've set this laboratory up and filming there every, every day for like weeks and weeks. It was really fun, yeah. I still look back on that, those days, you know, really fondly. I want to say... I sound really old, really fondly. It's you say that in America? Do you say the word fondly? Um, no. No, we don't. I don't think I've ever said that word. I said fond. I don't, I don't think I've actually said fond. Fondly, with fondament. Yes, with fondament. Mm. Mm. We're, we have Robert Popper on the line. He is one half of the, uh, the creative team behind Look Around You, which is over uh, on Adult Swim on Sunday nights, uh, part of the Cartoon Network, uh, their, their uh, Sunday night programming. And he's also uh, half, uh, well, he's not half, he's all of the, uh, the guy behind uh, Ro the, uh, Robin Cooper, who is the author of the, uh, the Time Waster Letters. That's me. Silly so, letters. Yes. We'll, we'll get into that in a moment. Now... The one thing about Look Around You is the, this, it's that sustained tone you guys have. Yeah. With it. Yes. Which is just, that, that it just comes from, it's like it's unrelenting. <laughs> which is it like, is unrelenting, isn't it? And it? But that's what makes it funny. It just keeps getting funnier and funnier because oh, you're, you're forced to look 
you're just for you're forced to watch it. Uh, you're forced to pay attention to two things at once. Mm. A lot of times when you're watching it. That's right. Yeah. No. No. That's a good. Um, yeah. That's a good. That's, yeah. That's a good point. Actually. Yeah. We, we, we also quite like. We watch a lot of old programs, and um, we realize half the time you will be staring. There's one guy called Jack Smith who made these shows from Manchester for one of the networks here, and they were the ones we kind of really liked, and they were very rare to find, and we managed to track a few down. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to watch those ones, and you'd find yourself staring, they have a massive close-up of, like, I don't know, a fly for ages, or like the top of a battery for like 30 seconds, and we just thought, that for some reason, that made us laugh. We thought, we've never seen that in a comedy, staring at something really dull and, you know, inanimate for so long, and half of it was seeing if we could find humour in inanimate objects, mm-hmm. and uh, like staring at a lump of sulphur for like two minutes, we thought was funny, because you stare at it and you think you want the image to go away and after a while your brain relaxes and you go, okay, I have to stare at this. And sort of your brain starts fizzing and going mental and that's the kind of effect we wanted to do. And also to give you that feeling of being a kid again but horrible feeling of being a kid at school forced to watch a TV programme that wasn't enjoyable that you had to take notes on while you were watching. So it was kind of that thing. It was a mood piece, really. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's weirdly hypnotic. Yeah, and and that the the visuals combined with the announcer with the uh, the voiceover work. He was brilliant, Nigel Lambert. Oh, he had such a fantastic voice. Yeah, that was actually a woman who who pitch shifted her voice. Really? No, not really. No, that was a terrible joke. Uh, but uh, Nigel Lambert, who actually used to do lots of kids programs in the seventies uh, in in the UK, and uh, he is fantastic. Yeah, it it really it it just creates such a a, a sustained tone. Yes. And and that was kind of like did the did the tones kind of like. Was it hard to sustain that, or did it just get easier because it was just getting so much, you were so, like, in the groove of that? Well, it was hard to record him. When, when Nigel recorded the voice, he was laughing every single line mm-hmm. because, you know, you have to... The hardest thing is trying... You just have to be serious the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it's quite hard. And also, there is a sort of schoolsy atmosphere, and that thing when you're at school trying to be serious... Yeah. And when someone tells you not to laugh is that whole thing. So, yeah, it was quite hard, but when we were writing it, we would think hours about is this going to make it too silly mm-hmm. is it going to go too far have we you know and occasionally we would step out outside it just to freak people out but then we step back in but we tried to maintain the, the tone although in the last episode we did on the brain we kind of on purpose put some like overly silly ridiculous <laughs> jokes in kind of just to say it's the end of the series we're going to do this and you know you stuck with us and here's some silliness and it really it, it kind of makes you uneasy a little bit too like there's like there's like a, a like a slight yeah. queasiness to the whole thing yeah we we, we tried not to make it sinister because we thought by its very form it is sinister so yeah. when we did an episode on ghosts we thought well let's not make it spooky because mm-hmm. it's going to be spooky anyway and if we set it so yeah, that was quite sinister and you know yeah there's a kind of sinister spookiness there's a, just kind of a vaguely authoritarian tone and a hint at this horrible world kind of hinting that thing when you were a kid you watched those programs and it was kind of hinting at i don't know you may you may want a career in engineering and they say and you think oh and you see some horrible shot of a factory and it's kind of hinting at what adult adult life is going to be i think it's an adult life adult life is going to be and um yeah that horrible kind of sinister freaky thing that's going to happen when you get older yeah and, and now now you did uh, how many were in the first run 10 110. There were eight in the first one, okay. and then there were six 
in the second lot. Yeah, in Britain we kind of only do a few episodes of things, unlike in America, which is a shame. Yes. Where now you but look, that's also you kind of put your best stuff, your best foot forward, though. Exactly. With it, if you if you had done twenty two of them, you might have had a few. Uh, you know, there's just sometimes there's just no way to physically sustain. Yeah. That a quality level like that in a yeah. In a time but we we have a couple of other episodes we wrote which we never got around to shooting. We just wrote we wrote one about gold, which had an experiment. Uh, with um, I think we coated a raspberry in gold and then fed an electric current through the raspberry into a metal chamber where a woman was and it created a double of the woman. And then we, would, we wrote our epic was about man, all about man, um, just man, and uh, it ended with the words, what is a man? What is a man? What is a man? A man is a man. And you realise, actually, at the end, that it wasn't really about man. It was actually about men, because there was no women in it at all. <laughs> it, now, now you had done that first season, and what, what led to, the, to expanding it, uh, to doubling the length of, of the show, and to... Well, the of... BBC saying, we, we did these 10-minute these, these shows, which were really weird in Britain, but there was this slot they had on there, for a 10-minute thing for, like, new stuff, like, I guess, experiment, odd stuff, but it went out at a really good time. And then we said, and the show seemed to do well, and awards, or blah, blah, blah. And then um, we said, can we do another series? They said, well, we only do one series of that slot, and then we, we use new talent. So we thought, oh, we'd really want to do it. And so we kind of thought, they said, well, we can't do a 30-minute series in that because we don't think it will sustain the series. And then think about if you put humans in it. So we kind of went away, and it's kind of with different commissioning executives changing and blah, 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 and then, one of them called Mark Freeland, who's brilliant, uh, stepped in and suddenly said, hey, look, I really want to do this. And so we kind of rethought it all. And, uh, yeah, and we got to make another series, which was great. Because when I saw the, the first series, I, this was like, this is just absolutely perfect. And then when, knowing that the second series was, was going to be a half hour, I was, I was, I was skeptical at first. But I yes. can say, without a doubt, I think the second series... Tops the first series. Wow. I okay, that's I, interesting. Because I, I prefer the first. But you know, I find a lot of Americans say what you say that they seem to. I don't know. I mean, that's great because I, I was sort of scared about doing the second one, and um, my favourite in the second one is probably the last one, which many may not have seen, so I won't give it away. But it's all, it's all like inverted commas live and Prince Charles. <laughs> Sir, we call him Sir Prince Charles. Uh -huh. Comes on the show live. I'm not going to ruin, ruin what happens, but that was. Um, I'm really proud of that one. I think that's really that's a funny one. That one. It's. I, I've uh, I've seen five of the six of the second. Oh, have you seen the final one? I have not. Charles? You I have not. to see that one because that will freak you out. It's because the Prince Charles comes to the show. <laughs> it's because you you manage to maintain the the tone of the of the, the first series, but completely. Just switching the 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 uh, the format, and it really, I think I th there's stuff on it that that just is is the funniest stuff I've ever seen. When oh, like when that door, it just the but you never address it. That to me is the thing. It's it's like the secret to it, not the secret, not the like uh like and a component of it that kills me every time is how you put these things out there that are never addressed. Oh yeah, okay. And, and then people just start to add up. That just how weird certain things are 
like that horrifying door that yeah. opens up that seems to it troubles every guest who it comes troubles them very slightly yeah, yeah very very slightly yeah there are a few things that aren't explained like for example there's at the end of series one that no one ever notices and also in the end of series two there's a man in a, a blue suit he's just blue from head to toe like his whole face is covered who we secretly call Cobalt, who in our mind is the man responsible for everything that happens on our program. He's like our lord and, and, and overseer. And he's there. And if you look, you see him. And also, in series one, if you look closely, there's a little owl, a china owl, in every single episode somewhere. <laughs> now, we have uh, Robert... So my auntie's owl as well. Really? So a little My cameo. auntie Hedy. A little cameo from your auntie. Mm, auntie Hedy's owl. We have Robert Popper on the line. He is uh, one of the uh, the two people, uh, along with Peter Serafinovich, who uh, behind uh, Look Around You, which is on Adult Swim every Sunday night here in uh, America on the uh, Cartoon Network. Um, and uh, the other thing you're you're kind of known for in in uh, America now, and I guess you have been known in in uh, England, is the. Uh, is your book uh, uh, the the time waster letters? Which everyone has to go and buy. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> available here. Who who printed it? Oh, uh, the Chicago the Chicago Review Press. Okay. Good name, though, isn't it? Chicago yes. Review Press. Yeah. Yes. Now this book, I got the this was given to me as a gift by uh, Pat Oswalt. Gave. This oh wow. Book. Do you know who that He's is? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, sure. The best. Oh wow. And he he was said, "This is the funniest thing. You're not going to believe how great this is." And then it was. Oh, cheers. Yes, and uh, I can say in the basically, if you had to sum up the time waster letters uh, to, for people who uh, are, are not up to speed, how would you do that, Robert? It's, well, what it is, it's it's you know they've been number four, but what it is, it's a series of mad letters that I wrote to very kind of British organisations and associations. So everyone from the Peanut Council to the British Tortoise Association to uh, the, Nash, the, the Clarinet Society, these really British, like, hobby groups and things, the National Federation of Fish Fries, and I write under the, under the name Robin Cooper for the Time Waster Letters. And they're just ridiculously stupid letters, never rude. They're just pointless and lots of drawings and designs. He has a character that he says that he has the trademark for called Parmenu, who's a ping pong bat who's a, a ping pong bat who has the face of Errol Flynn. He sees if people want to you know, I can use him, Parmenu, to promote the National Federation of Bus Users and I'll send a poster and a drawing and they'll write back and then I'll keep writing back. And it's basically persistence, you know, letters sometimes go on for like six months, mm -hmm. twenty letters back and forth. So it's just silly letters and I did one of those and then I did a follow-up of that and, in the UK. But the first one, the Time Waste Letters, come out in America. But, yeah, I don't know if people know about it, because you know, I, I don't really hear about if people buy the book or whatever. Cause, uh, but, yeah, no, it's, um, it came out of a hobby, really. I just started, I've always written, done silly phone calls like a child, and I still do. And um, I used to, one day I just wrote a, a random letter to, I got sent some sort of junk mail, and I decided to write to them. It was a furniture company for garden furniture, and I said that I design furniture and I'm a furniture designer specializes in garden furniture and they have a range of scarecrows I've made made from beef. Would you like to see the drawings? And they wrote back and said yes. Uh, yeah. So we're just, and I can't draw and from then on I just kept doing them. 
uh, sort of got addicted to writing these mad letters, and the rest is the present. There's one letter in in the uh, in the thing. Uh, the ho- the whole thing is is just as funny as can be. But maybe well, there's one thing that had just killed me when you you had written to uh, <laughs> when you, when you had written to the Freshwater Biological Association. Oh yeah, that was um, that was one that I had uh, a, a, a strange-looking creature that, that has been living in lurking in around my pond, wasn't it? And I said, I don't. Yeah. And the, the I have I just like I, I was looking at this with my uh, my uh, lady friend. Mm. Your lady friend, just a yeah. friend who's a lady. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when 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 we when we turn the page to your illustration, it it is just. It's it just the fact that it, it, like, it's the thing that it, it's, it killed me to the point where uh, my, my head hurt. Oh, that's nice. Because th- there's something about it that the fact that you're playing these things, there, there, there's a, there's a, like a, there's not a meanness to it. No, 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 no. Which is, which is, you know, it just makes it go down so much easier that, that you're clearly the, uh, the you're, idiot. You're clearly the idiot in the, in yeah. the equation, in the dialogue. Yeah. And I never want to be, you know, nasty to anyone. It's like, you know, I don't just... For me, it's not my thing to write and complain and try and get someone in trouble or show them up. You know, it's more like an exercise in total pointlessness and wasting my time as much as their time, but not in a harmful way, and utter ridiculousness. I also just love sort of getting um, weird words. And There's one letter where I write to the, the Noise Abatement Society, you know, people that can't stand noise, and I write, and I say, you know, I can't stand noise. It's ear filth. Blah blah, and that's why I've designed because he invents Robin Cooper. Uh, I designed a machine that can reduce noise by a factor of 25. It's called the Insimul Barati Lan. Insimul Barati Lan, a mad word. And my aim when I wrote that letter was to see if they'd write back and write back with thank you for your letter about the Insimul Barati Lan, which they did, just knowing that they would have to spend 10 minutes copying each letter very carefully to spell that word. And then our correspondence. Soon afterwards, they just—they must have had a conversation. He said, "Well, I'm going to send the drawings over to our chief acoustic engineer." Just knowing there must have been a conversation. Have you had a look at the drawings of the Imsumal Barati Lal? <laughs> yeah, I have. I think it's—I think it's pretty good. I think it's good. I just love that—that that somewhere in their wells, that concept is actually—they know that concept. Yeah, <laughs> it just the—it's. Uh, I mean, it is one of those things that I think people—people people are so used to things being kind of. Like we were saying, you know, having having like a viciousness to it, with, mm. you know, or just somebody kind of being shown up with yeah. it, and it just it gets it it is it is really funny, and it's because it's my it just drives me nuts that that oh, kind of humor, the the kind of you know hurting people, hurtful. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Me too, me too, me too. So, don't so like it. There's a real sweetness to it, and um, it is about, it is as funny as it gets, and it's uh, the Chicago Review Press, I guess. Yeah, yeah the time, if you go into any bookstore and say. Hey, I like a book by the Chicago Review Press. I'm sure they'll. No, it's uh, it's what's it? It's the Time Waster Letters. Yeah, Robin Cooper. It's the Chicago Review Press. Yeah, I love people to buy it. Yes, as well as. Or would steal I. it, whatever. Steal it. Well, don't steal it. No, don't steal it. Steal it and then come back and pay for it. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. you could maybe steal it and then, if you like it, you come back and pay exactly double for it. That's a good idea. Because you you took a flyer, uh, you know you. The, the the bookstore was kind enough to give you a flyer on it. That's right. So, so yeah, you pay you pay twice. That's exactly right. We have uh, Robert uh, Popper on the line. He's half of the uh, 
team behind Look Around You, the great uh, British TV show, which is airing in America on Adult Swim on Sunday nights. And uh, he's also the author of the Time Waster Letters. And uh, now, if you were to uh, if you were to look back to a, a young Robert Popper, yes. Well, when when did when did a young Robert Popper realize that he was funny? When he was funny, um, I don't know if I realized I was funny. I realized I was quite silly. I don't know. I, I was I was kind of quite a silly family. So and we used to, we we used to watch a lot of comedy. Um, um, so, well, basically, I was a Monty Python kid. I was always watching Monty Python on tape. Mm-hmm. I was one of those annoying ones that knew Monty Python and making my own tapes of the shows. Still got some of them. They're terrible. And uh, just playing my guitar, making up stupid, annoying songs. So I was always into doing silly stuff. I was always, I was, I was the one that would always be making phone calls, which I still do. I can't believe I still do it, but ridiculously <laughs> stupid phone calls yeah. to people. And yeah, I just, yeah, I've always been, I guess I've always been slightly silly. So the heroes, Monty Python. Oh, Monty Python. I used to love, well, all the British stuff. I used to love was like Monty Python. I don't know if people know Reggie Perrin. Uh, John Cleese, Forty Towers, things like Dad's Army, all the old stuff, Steptoe and Son, all that old British stuff he used to love. And uh, I kind of brought up on all that stuff, really. And shows like The Young Ones we used to have, Not the Nine O'Clock News. Um, then, of course, things like The Day to Day, Chris Morris, mm-hmm. Alan Partridge, all those brilliant shows. I love The Office when that was on. All kind of all that stuff, British wise and American stuff. Massive fan of um, South Park, which I just think is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got so many brilliant shows you've got. And I love Tim and Eric, which is like my favourite show ever. Yes. It's unbelievable. Right. I just, Spaghetti, is, have you seen Spaghetti? That's the best sketch I've ever seen. With, with Tim, just, I can't even explain it. You just have to see it on YouTube. Spaghetti, he just has, plays this random character called Spaghetti. It's, it's just unbelievable, yeah. And uh, I love it. No, we, I think we have a call here. Somebody wants to ask you a question. Is that all right? Yeah, is it my mom? Well, we will, we will find <laughs> out, won't we? Uh, WFMU. Hi, is this Tom? Yes, this is Tom. Tom, this is Julie Klausner calling. Julie Klausner? How about Hi, that? how are you? From New York City. Yes, that's me. Can, uh, Robert, can you hear this caller? I can just about hear you. Hello? Hi, Robert. Hey, uh, how are you doing? I, hello? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you. Hello. 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 Um, I'm I'm calling because I'm I am a, a big fan of the time waster letters. Oh, cheers. And I um I had a what was startling to me about the response letters that you received back from all the hobby groups that you wrote was was how polite they were and and also how specific they were in answering your your questions. And I mean, is that a is that a specifically is that a specifically British thing? Because you guys still write letters. You know what? I think it is because I think people that run hobby groups, number one, are going to be specific. And I think if you're British, you're really specific. And writing letters, British people are quite polite because I tried writing um, my letters to America, and no one would reply. And then the hobby groups themselves. I mean, is there any American equivalent? I've got, like, the directory of all the American hobby groups. Like, all of them, I bought it. And I wrote to about 30 of them, and not one of them ever replied. <laughs> are, we, are we just, is it just because we're, we're, we're slobs, or, I mean... <laughs> I'm not saying we're a better country, I wouldn't say that. 
Um, I don't know what it is, but no one, maybe they just, I don't know, maybe they just realized I was a loony and they thought I'm not going to write that. All right. All right. Thank you, Julie. Hey, lovely to speak to you. Julie, by the way, is one of the funniest people uh, going also. Hey. Oh, okay. I couldn't, I couldn't hear, I, I couldn't hear very well, but, but I just want to say thanks for calling. That's really nice to speak to you. Yes. She's very, uh, she's a very nice uh, young lady, very talented young lady. Cool. So, uh. So just just as a couple a couple uh, of questions. I know it's late there. I know you're probably tired. No, and my girlfriend's tired, but she's. I've got to say hello to Donna, who's listening, who's um who has a brilliant blog called You Ruddy Guys, but she somehow finds the funniest stuff on the internet. So if you get bored, you you Ruddy Guys, um, it's worth checking out. People can check out You Ruddy Guys. Yeah, Y O U R U D D Y G O G Y U S. You Ruddy Guys, very funny. Now, can you tell me about uh, about uh, uh, Tarvoism? Tarvo and praise Tarvo. Um, yeah. yeah, Peter and I invented this. Um, we always used to, uh, have, well, our God, we used to worship this Tarvo. And um, we set up a website a few months ago, and we made some films about Tarvo, who's our God. And Tarvo came to us about 3,000 years ago as a baby boy and was raised by the holy octopus Ubu and uh, met the prophet Amzan Miviram, and uh, came to um, be as, as one on earth as fellow men and to teach them the way of, of, of goodness. And that's Tarvu, and that's uh, Tarvuism. And uh, you can see it all on Tarvu.com, a few of our films, and we're doing some more stuff at the moment to make the website a bit more busy. But yeah, it's, um, it's a growing religion. Praise Tarvu. So just on the side, when you're not working on you know, Look Around You or anything, you just decided to uh, cre- just create a new religion. Yeah, well, we, we were thinking about it, and we, 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 were trying to, we were meant to be doing some show for Adult Swim, which we're not doing at the moment because I think our show is too expensive. But we're, we're working on a kind of TV or filmy idea for it. But while we were doing it, we started writing our own little Wikipedia, our own encyclopedia online between ourselves of the religion and all the different prophets and, uh, I don't know, the books. The, the Tarvanti is our Bible, and Barboism is the antithesis of Tarvoism. And Phil Collins is a barbarist. And um, we just started amassing all this stuff and writing it on the side when we were working, if you have an hour to spare. And after about a year of doing that, we realized we had hundreds of pages, and we thought, we've got to put this online. And then we thought, well, what more can we do? And we shot some stuff in America and put a few films online and up on the website. And people seem to have... I mean, to be quite honest, yesterday I had a couple of guys who rang on my bell from some religious persuasion. I won't say who, who, who they are but um, they were trying to convert me. And they asked me if I was, this is Sunday, they asked me what religion I was, and I said, I'm a Tarvoist. Uh-huh. And they said, I haven't heard that one, so I told them all about Tarvu. Uh-huh. And uh, my girlfriend came down as well, and we talked about the two universes, Universe A and Universe B, mm-hmm. and uh, about Ubu, and that we don't eat bread. And they were, I think they are quite shocked. Suddenly, I ended up shaking hands with them and saying, praise Tarvu with them, which was good. Suddenly the predator became the prey. Exactly. The predator became the predatee. Yes. Mm. We have another call here. Uh, I'm going to put this on the air. The WFMU, you're on the air. Hey, it's uh, Tim Heidecker. Tim. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, dog? It's good to hear you. It's good to hear you. I can just about hear you. How about now? Can you hear him better? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, listen, I'm, I'm just listening to the show. And I just, I feel like it's, it's kind of, I'm kind of, I feel bad for you guys because I feel like I'm listening to just, you're just plugging, you know, your show. 
You know, I mean, you're just plugging Look Around You and plugging Time Wasters letters, and mm-hmm. I just, like, I, I mean, maybe we should talk about this off the air, but it just feels a little cheap to just be talking about your work. Sure, what should I talk about? Well, I just, I mean, I think I was expecting you to just have a little more, you know, something interesting to say. Um, I'm just, I feel like it's, it just sounds a little cheap to be keeping going and on and on and on about Look Around You on Adult Swim. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I was going to talk about, um, uh, you know, the current political situation in Britain at the moment, but I didn't, I didn't know if I had the, you know, the time. That is what well, I wanted Tom, to talk I mean, Tom, do you, do you agree? Do you think that it's, it's sort of turning into just like a sort of a cheap plug for this show, or is, are um, you okay with it? Well, you know, a lot of, I kind of do what the, the, the publicist kind of tells me to do on these things. Uh-huh. Yeah, I kind of just roll with it. They kind of send through suggested questions. And then that's kind of where we land. Yeah, um, it's just it's just my the, the first reaction that I got listening to it was, oh my god, they're just they, they're they're going on and on about it. And you know, Robert's such an interesting guy. He's got such dif- different perspective on politics and you know women's rights and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, particularly women, and I know you, Tim. I know when you're not making Tim and Eric, you, you do a lot of work for for women's rights. You and Eric. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 we we were planning a big reach out program with with you guys. And I don't know I don't know what happened. I mean, we were there at the meeting, and you just didn't turn up. Well, there's a, a long story that I don't want to get into on uh, off the air. We're on a, we're not on the air, right? This is I, we're I don't still on the air, but I, I think you know the, the whole women's issues project you were doing. I, I, we were very upset. We 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 flown you know all the way to New York, and yeah. you and Eric were meant to be there, and you just weren't there. I mean, it was you know it was cold. You didn't have anywhere to stay. And we had the placards. Well, I know. I mean, we've talked about this. I don't think it's appropriate for the show to go into well, why we weren't at the women's rights meeting. Like eight hundred dollars each, you know. And huh? It cost us like. Yeah, and I will re- and I will and I will reimburse you. It's that I think we. Well, I'm we're still waiting. I mean, Eric's paid his half, but you haven't paid. Yes, and I'm working on getting that money together. Right. So I mean, we'll this is patient. like the third show I've been on that you phoned up. And yeah. when I've asked for the money, you won't, you won't, you, you just keep saying you will get me the money. Well, uh, you know, then we can talk, we can settle it in small claims court if that's the way you want to go. I mean, I don't know why you, you want to bring it up. Every, I call and try to give you some c- constructive criticism on the way you're handling these radio interviews, and you don't take my advice. But we flew, we flew thousands of miles. You know, we, you said you'd meet us there, for the, and no one was there. Well, t- then take me to small claims court, Robert, because well, we're not... I'm, you know what? I am going to take you to small claims court. Okay. Well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it first thing tomorrow. It's not tomorrow, the day after. I'm very busy doing it. The this... day after, I will take you to the small claims court. Do you think I will need okay. your home address, though. Do you, do you have your address you can give me, or should I get it afterwards? You know how to get in touch with my barrister, I'm sure. Okay, fine. Okay, well, I'll take my answer off the air. Nice hearing from you. Okay. Jeepers. Blimey, we, you know, well, yeah. So blimey, our jeepers is your blimey? You know, we had this whole women's rights group we'd set up with Tim and Eric and me and Peter, and we flew all the way three times to New York for this, the meeting, and they weren't there, and I guess we'll have to see. Maybe it's time for you to uh, mix it up a little bit. Maybe you and uh, you and Eric should work together. I think it's me and Eric, me, you know, saying there's nice things about Tim, I think. I think me and Eric will have to work together, yeah. Because he paid the money. He paid the money. Then you let uh, uh, Peter and Tim 
do their thing together. Well, I, if Tim pays Peter, yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. And maybe Tim, Peter's with Tim now, you know, he's, he's, he's in America at the moment. Maybe they're just all ganging up on me. I, I don't know. You're the, you're the, the, you're the lone uh, holdout. I am the lone in, holdout. In I am, just me. And now, my letter writer. Now, Robert Popper, what... Can a, can a fan, a fan of you or yours, can go to uh, where to find out more? What is your website again? It is www. Full stop. Robert Popper. Full stop. Com. Okay. And you can see all my stuff, and um, come and say hello, People. and join in the issue about women's rights. Yes. Yes. And uh, and uh, if and make I a donation. To, to me. To you. Okay, that's just good. It's not to women's rights. To women's rights. And and what 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 does the future hold for for a Robert Popper? Um, blimey, what does it hold? Uh, hopefully more stuff with Peter, and um, one day maybe another silly book, and uh, hopefully do something in America would be really nice, and we'd actually like to do something with Tim and Eric. We've been talking about doing some stuff one day, which would be brilliant. Um, yeah, kind of lots of thingies. I've been very vague, aren't I? You're playing your cards close to the yeah, best. Yeah, Very, uh, very crafty. Yeah, really, really vague. Just vague, just general stuff. Just general stuff. You can't give this away. Yeah, <laughs> if I knew, I'd tell you. So I'm just saying general stuff. Exactly. Yeah. If you were to do this, uh, if you were to give it away now, you'd get some, uh, some, uh, Third Raider is just gonna is gonna take it and, and crank it out real fast. Oh, let them please. They'll do just a cheapo version of it. I'm sure, they'll do a good version. There's loads of brilliant people out there. Well, I can say, Robert Popper, without a doubt, in all seriousness, look around you. Is 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 my favorite things are uh, like the first series of I'm Alan Partridge. Oh, amazing! I I can't think That's of anything. Unbelievable that. I don't know what tops that. No, you can't, it's unbelievable. Like, every single second is funny. Yes. Mm. The it's, only th it's ridiculously funny, that show. It's too yeah. funny. Yes. Yeah. The, only thing that even, the only thing that matches it, in my mind, Yes. is look around you. Oh, you're mad. I'm not. No. I'm well, that's really nice. That's really nice. But, um, yeah. Because you created a world. A world. A universe. Yes. Yes. You did it. We did it. You did it. We did it. We're a success. I don't like when you talk like that. Why? Is it scary? It's a little scary. <laughs> it scared me a bit then. Yeah, you sounded mm -hmm. very... All of a sudden you sounded... Look, I'm American. It's the greatest country ever. Of course. You kind of made me not want to live here. The uh -oh. way you sounded. No, America's good. Regret. America's good. I love America. It sounded yeah. like it was rubbing off on you. The bad parts are rubbing off on you. Can I just say, Tim Heidecker is a lunatic, isn't he? Well, yeah, look, I'm not going to besmirch the guy. Sorry, just he's... realizing he's mad. Okay, he's, sorry. Well, he's clearly litigious, also. Yeah, of so course. I'm definitely not going to. Uh, I'm definitely not going to say anything that it could just be grounds for. Exactly, him. of course, because for the, the small claims court, of course. Yes, exactly. I, I don't want to be again uh, squaring off against him in small no, claims. No, no, no. He wouldn't want to do that. So, Robert Popper, I'm going to let you go to bed. Thank you very much. That was such fun. I thank you so much for staying awake. It's almost 2 in the morning there now. Exactly. So, uh, you I think go... I'm going to stay up the whole night tonight now. Now you can go uh, have I'm a, uh, a kip. I'm going to stay up the whole call, night. You call it a kip, right? I'm going to drink a bottle of milk 
a bottle of orange juice, and then another bottle of milk. Now, live on the radio. <laughs> Are you a little punchy? You're a little punchy, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit? A bit. Time for bed? Time for cot beddy. What's on TV right now over there? On TV now? What, you want me to turn the TV on? Oh, just a bag, a pro, you can, you can, from memory. From memory? Um, from memory, but why use memory when I have the TV, which well, I can flip on? Let's turn it on. Let's find out. Let's see, but you want the normal British channels, yeah? Yeah, the, the, okay. the normal ones. Not... The normal ones. Let's see, BBC One. This will be good. Wait. Um, hold on. I, I never know how much. Hold on, right, okay. This is good radio, isn't it? Hold on. A man tuning in. Uh, of course, my TV doesn't work properly. Actually, my TV doesn't work properly. It's good, isn't it? One minute, one minute. They might work on this. Oh, here it is, here it is, here it is. Okay, who do you think you are is on? Which would mean nothing to you. It's an impressionist called Rory Bremner, who is uh, going back into finding out who his family were in the past. BBC Two. Oh, wow, if we were up at four, it would be Talk German, modules one to six. I'd love to see that. We've got BBC News. On ITV One is a program called Loose Women, but it's not a rude. It's a daytime program with five women... Uh, uh, in their late fifties, who talk about nails? So it's like your, it's like your The View. It's just Pete them talking about hair and men, and then on Channel Four is something about the Olympics, and yeah, we and then we got five. We've only really have like five terrestrial channels. It's mad, isn't it? That is mad. And then we've got other bits and bobs. That's getting me mad. Yeah, it's getting me mad. But if you give me a number between 1 and 500, I'll see what's on that channel. Mike, yell out a number. Seven. No, seven. That doesn't exist. Well, 100 and 500. Go on. 100 and 600. The guy who screens calls for me, my associate producer. 100 and 600. Come on. He's got it. He can pick between 1 and 500. No, between 100 and 600. Mike, a number between 100 and 600. 101. Now we've done that one. That's BBC One. Never mind. Look. Just Robert. pick another number. 344. Right, come on, I'm going to play this game. Channel unavailable. It's a different number. Come on. 376. 376. Flaunt hard. And that is, get ready to party hard with the finest tracks from the 90s to now. Okay. I just don't want to, you know, we're still, it's a family program. I don't want to hear audio from no, some, no, uh, some, no, no from some uh, video nasty. Uh, yeah, no, they won't, the... don't worry about that. There's none of that. You just don't want to get in the 700s. That's where the, that's why that's why I said one to six hundred, and that's why he said seven hundred. Exactly, he, he's, he's got like an instinct for that kind he of has stuff. A dirty instinct. He does. Well, Robert, in all seriousness, thank you so much for for uh, calling in. It's, it's very thank exciting you so for much. me. Lovely to speak to you. Thanks so much. And people should uh, check out. Look around you. Now, look around you's done, right? The, look around you's done. It's history. No chance. Somebody wanted, uh, emailed me, wanted to know if there was ever uh, going to be any other permutation of it. Um, probably not, sadly. But it's, uh, we'll have to think of something new. We can't go on about that. We've got to get a new thing, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You better hurry up. Exactly. This isn't like those, uh, those movies, uh, the, those British movies where there's 800 of them. Uh, exactly. The, the Skipper, uh, what are they? Skipper. Uh, Tally Ho? What are those yeah, something called? like that. Tally Ho 300. What are those movies? Oh, you kid? What Carry are... on. Carry on. Carry on. Oh, you kids. Good. I like that. <laughs> well, thank you, Robert. I appreciate right, thank you. Thank you very much. It's been nice to be here. Take care. You have a great night. Praise Tarbell. Praise Tarbell.
How about that? Robert Popper. took care of uh, uh, the United Kingdom. We already heard from their best. Now, we see what America has to offer. We have an exciting young comedian in the studio. <laughs> oh boy. He might not be that young with that, with that <laughs> wheezing cough. Is that mic on? Can you hit that mic? Can you? Is it? How do I hit it? Let's see. Is it? No. Uh, can you hear me? There we go. Let's figure out which one. Okay, now talk. Can anyone hear there me? There you are. Your mic three. Okay. Is it going out? It is now. Oh, Can nice. you hear yourself? Notice how when I'm testing the mic, I try to do my most <laughs> intriguing voice possible. <laughs> try to unnasal myself for the mic test <laughs> so that people will go, oh, this might be good. And then 10 minutes later, you're not going to want to hear me. No. Everybody's going <sighs> to want to hear you. Let me check that mic. Can I just get a check on that, please? Mic, yeah, there it is. I just want to know which one you are. We're not talking to you now, though. Just want to know. We have a special <laughs> observer in the studio. Who is mic'd? Who is mic'd? mic'd observer. Just, just want to make sure he's mic'd. Pat Oswalt, thank you for coming down. Thank you so much for having me. You, obviously people know who you are. I don't even have to say who you are anymore. I don't even have to say. You, you turn on the TV, King of Queens is on all the live long day now. Constantly. It is. It is now. King of Queens is kind of like it came from behind 10 years from now. Raymond is going to be uh it's going to be like Miami Vice mm-hmm. in rerun. Like where what what have remember that thing? Mm-hmm. It'll be like remember that? It'll be like that Jackie Mason sitcom uh, Chicken Soup. <laughs> <laughs> like you're more likely to see Chicken Soup on a rerun than to see Raymond. But King of Queens now it's like this because I because it was not a number one show when it was on. Never was, but it but it was consistently popular enough that it, it was always a hit. It was always. Although I don't even know if we were ever top ten. Maybe we were top ten a couple times, but uh-huh. I think it was always like <laughs> like top twenty. It was just like this guy that you he he comes to a party and never really hooks up with anyone, but mm-hmm. but he's nice. Yeah. You know, he brings a six-pack. We're like, ah, he's okay. Uh, you know. Yeah, invite him to the next party. Yeah, and then he ends up just being in all... He's always there. And... But the thing is, it's like, for a lot of people, it's like it's like, it's like catching fire now. Like, it's it's like people are discovering it now. Yeah, it is. It's it's becoming like... Uh, what show became huge in reruns? I'm trying to think. Like the Brady Bunch did. The Bra- yeah, maybe it's getting a... Maybe people are enjoying it ironically. But as well, long as they're think, watching, that's fine exactly. with me. I don't think they're enjoying it, ironically. I just think it's one of those things where maybe people did not appreciate that the writing was... Like, people's like, ah, eh, eh, maybe that's okay. But then, like, when you watch it, you're like, oh, the way, the writing's really good on this. There's really good jokes on this show. Yeah, I, I also just like the fact that I think Kevin James is a very, very funny actor. Yeah. And, and the way that they would write for him is just he was always wrong. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a show where anyone learned anything. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. came away going, oh, well, I did that thing wrong. They, mm-hmm. they would come away at the end of the episode saying... Oh, I should have gone about lying better. Yeah. I should have told a better lie. I could have gotten away with this stupid thing that I wanted. Yeah. So it is actually, so King of Queens now, you can flip the channel anytime. 
you throw a rock at your TV guide, you're going to hit an episode of Queen, King of Queens. <laughs> yeah. We're the new MASH. Yeah, We're the new are. MASH reruns. We're you just are. on. You are the new MASH. If you if you take a nap on a mm-hmm. weekday mm-hmm. or a weekend and you wake mm-hmm. up, we are on. That's that's how we schedule it. We are on when people's naps end. Saturdays at 5. Yeah. Oh, hey, I must be awake. King of Queens is on. Like, oh, the baseball game. I fell asleep in the fifth inning. <laughs> I woke up. We're five minutes into a King of Queens. Yeah. I woke up and... Uh, <laughs> And Spence is uh, not not happy about something. I saw one time there was a <laughs> they do this, you know, on TiVo they'll they'll list the show and they'll give like a brief description of the episode or a movie, you know, like mm-hmm. Jaws, a shark harasses people or whatever. <laughs> and so one of them, yeah, a it shark was, harasses. It, I, that was the listing on on the TCM on the on the TiVo was a shark harasses people. <laughs> like he's like. What is he? Is, is he like, like uh, trying to get him to buy cookies or something? Yeah, he, from he's him? just handing out way too many flyers yeah. for his to come see his band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't want to see it. Um, but they, they had a description of the king. Of, there was an episode on, and it's just all it said was because Kevin's character's name was Doug. It just mm-hmm. said Doug is miserable. That was the description of the episode, which would be a great yeah. title for a show. Doug yeah. is miserable. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I didn't know that. Mr. Papa wrote these time waster letters. This is this book. Oh my good! Can I read the? He wrote the theme song for the Aluminum Foil Container Manufacturers Association. Sure, Do you yeah. mind? You gave me this book, by the way. You were the one. You said you sent yes. me this book. You said this is the funniest book going. Oh, all right. So he writes to the aluminum. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to get through this. Not laughing. The, he writes a letter to the Aluminum Foil Container Manufacturers Association. And he says, uh, I'm a poet. I need sponsoring. So he wants the organization to sponsor him. And he wrote a poem about the Aluminum Foil Container Manufacturer Association. He goes, it's actually a song to be sung to the tune of Oh My Darling Clementine. And here it goes. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Tell the nation. It's the Aluminum Foil Container Manufacturers Association. They work so late. <laughs> they work so hard from their special condominium representing different companies that use aluminum. They're so. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> they're so. Uh, they're so friendly. They're so clever. They can make things with their hands, like little boxes made of metal, just to keep your rubber pants. So then here comes the final verse. Like he's going to bring it home now. So let's sing loud and let's sing proud for the AFCMA. Let's hope that they continue. And then he just writes a line of question marks, yeah. like could, if one of you could figure out what the last line is. Yeah. He wants he... he wants people at the <laughs> around the office, around the association, to figure out the final. He, line. And he wants them to sponsor him because he wrote this stupid song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also. Some of the responses he gets, like the people without knowing it, they top him comedically. Yeah. Like he'll write this brilliant yeah. letter. The one about the, he, they wrote to this ball bearing 
Association, and their son is collecting ball bearings. And it's clear that the son is mentally ill because he owns like 80,000 ball bearings, and it just filled the house with ball bearings. Like, what do we do? And the guy writes back, there is nothing wrong with collecting ball bearings. And you tell him that we like think we totally are supporting him. Do not make him get rid of the ball bearings. This guy's like having like the worst day of his yeah. life. <laughs> That is the greatest book. Oh God! There's there's uh, another great one where it's um, the one where he talks about the mustard from the wasps. Yes, wasp waspbird. Yeah, waspbird. And, and he starts and he just to me it's the funniest thing he does in it is the thing that is the funniest thing in any kind of comedy where you just say like, uh, hey, I wrote the uh, like you're just the presumptuousness where he's like. Uh, Hey, we're going to do the labels for these uh, things in three weeks. This is the quote I'd like to put on from you. I eat Waspert straight from the jar. How about that? Like, just like, this is already happening. Yeah, exactly. Just sign on. Just say yes. And that's the quote that goes on this thing. And the guy writes back, Best of your project sounds very interesting. Please do not associate us with it at all. Like it's like a two it's like a one sentence thing where the guy just instantly wants it. It's crystal clear that he wants no Ties yeah. to this. There will be legal ramifications if yeah. this is followed up on. Uh, uh, uh. So King of Queens. That's just one. This is like, you know, it's like uh. it's like an octopus. It's like these are the tentacles yeah. of the of the Patton Oswalt. I'm gonna say Empire. I'm gonna say Empire. Empire okay. Yes. You're the only one that will say it, but okay. Thank you. What was that? What would I call my empire? Like you see these guys and they build like a media empire and they mm-hmm. they, they they find like a symbol. Yeah, and a and a, a name of the corporation mm-hmm. that'll work. Like I don't have like a symbol or a flat. Like there's that show coming out, Kings. Yeah, and they have that weird moth symbol or butterfly, mm-hmm. whatever that is on their flag. Yeah. yeah, like what would be my symbol? Kings. I think, so. I think that show's going to be huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel I have a really good feeling about it. NBC early spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. Like like their version of one of the it's almost like eh, people like with these losts and the things that just tell long stories. This is ours. Yeah, but with with lost, it's one by which is yeah. It's a bunch of people. They're on an island, and then there's mysteries on the island. Yeah. You're like, okay, this one is okay. What if yeah there was America had kings? Well, <laughs> no we don't. Is, yeah. oh, hang on, but yeah. there's more. So we, we so you're already on board that there's kings. Yeah, I'm not really. Yeah, exactly. Well. Okay, but it, in the kingdom, what? Like, wait a minute. Yeah. You can't start putting yeah. what ifs on top of yes. a what if that I have that you have that you yet. don't buy. Because it's like, all right, hey, here's the pitch for Lost. It's like, uh, you know, everyone's scared of uh, being dropped in the middle of nowhere. It's like pri- like a primal fear. Yeah, you're lost. Yeah, everyone relates to that. Oh, okay, you, you got me already. I'm hooked. <laughs> the one word, lost. Four letters, lost. The idea: what if a plane goes down and you're stuck on an island and no, you don't know where you are. Oh, that's that scares me. Not bad. Yeah. Well, here's our thing. You know, America is a democracy. Uh, what if it was actually divided up into different kingdoms? And it's like, well, I've never, no one has ever like thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> that always scared me. The idea yeah. is if America wasn't fifty United States and it was actually divided into like little things where there's a king of <laughs> the king of Pennsylvania, like that. Oh. Tell me more. <laughs> you sit bolt upright in bed. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. honey, you okay? Yeah. Look at the map. Yeah, just make. Are, are, there's still yeah. states, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh God. It's not. It's I, had just that, not. I had that. I had the yeah. dream again. Yeah. Yeah. It's a loose collective of king, collective of kingdoms. You know that's why I can't watch that that movie, The Prince of Pennsylvania, because what if, 
you know, I, I saw that title. I flipped out. Does just, that mean there's a king? And uh, they are just basing it. And NBC at some point, it's like it's six hours of the Today Show, and then tonight it's going to be five and a half hours of talk shows. <laughs> and there's like this little narrow gap where it's like eh, two hours of new stuff, also. Yeah, but don't they have to have at least more than two hours of new stuff? Because then where are they going to get people that aren't manning talk shows to be on the 11 hours of talk shows they have to promote stuff? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like, hey, it's exciting. We have uh, coming on the show, uh, we have uh, from the Today Show. (laughs) It'll be like, like, hey, Jimmy Fallon, my first guest is Matt Lauer. Very exciting. And I'm going to go on your show in the morning. Yeah. Matt, what's happening on the Today Show? Yeah, well, well, you'll be on in the morning. <laughs> exactly. What do, you, do you know what you're going to talk yeah. about? Well, I'm going to talk about your your big encore return tomorrow night. Yeah. They'll just be promote this weird <laughs> thing where they're just promoting. And then it'll be the dudes from the poker show that's on at night. Those guys. The only thing that NBC has that even looks promising, they have a new show called Dancing with the Predators, where it's they take the Predators from Dateline NBC and they see which one is the best dancer. The only thing that looks even vaguely promising. <laughs> That's great. Or they should do like the the, the predators predators challenge, like the biggest yeah. hookup, like who can get yeah. the most hookups. <laughs> you know, that's their. We took yeah. our worst predators, yeah. and then we challenged them <laughs> yeah. to remake someone's house. <laughs> predator my yeah. predator my ride. Yeah. I made this house that's made of glass. The bedrooms are made of glass that you can see from the outside in, but not from the inside out. And then they just have the biggest loser people on. So you yeah. you lost a lot of weight. Yep. Uh. All right. What was that like? <laughs> what was that like? Well, the amount of food yeah. I used to eat, yeah. I don't eat that much now. Exactly. All right. Yeah. You know, I used to eat all that stuff that was fried. I kind of eat salads now. Oh, you ever like read a book or yeah. written something or cre- no? But I I, I, I stopped lose. eating yeah. so much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, it's good that we're talking to you. It's a great. It's it's now going to just be like some weird outpost channel now. It's like that <laughs> uh, used to be my favorite channel. Yeah. Now it's like this weird, like talk show depot. Yeah. Or they'll be like this weird like the Dare Bank, and they'll just have people <laughs> and you try to pay off stuff. Yeah. By doing dares for the network, like maybe, what yeah, if that, that becomes the new economy? If our economy collapses, the only way you can feed your children is by going to networks, and they're like, anyone who wants to, who can eat fifty grubs, will pay your rent this month. We're like, oh, I'll do that. You know, that's yeah. how people just pay the pay just their on stuff a off. really basic like low rent scale. Like, <laughs> it's not even a. What happened to the even even VH1 coughs up a hundred grand if you make it through one of their shows? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the whole economy is just going to get run by, like, fourth graders daring each other to do stuff. So now, we were talking about the Empire. Yes. King of Queens. King of Queens. Locked in. Done. The stand-up. Mm-hmm. You are, you are a master of the form. Master of the form. I saw you at Caroline's this past weekend. It was like an explosion of comedy on stage. You detonated. And the other thing, it was all new stuff. I saw you back in, in June or July. Or yeah. whatever. You came back, you come back this February. It's not, you're not doing, you're not up there doing uh, the same stuff again. You're not up there doing uh, Sniglets or, or <laughs> whatever your go-to move is. Oh, if I had a Sniglets. Oh, if I had a well, Sniglets. I'm not throwing him under the bus yeah. either, Rich Hall. I could, I could leave all this freeform radio yeah. behind. <laughs> exactly. Just do stuff from my own satellite. But you had all new stuff. I, it was I, it was really great. 
I was writing. I, I I'm doing a new special this Saturday in D.C. So knowing it's like knowing once we got the once we set the venue and said, well, here's the date. Mm -hmm. There's nothing yeah. that'll make you write like, well, yeah, I got to go up in front of cameras and and microphones to record this. No, this is being filmed for for uh, for what? Uh, Comedy Central calls this a 360 uh, deal. Okay. Where they film a special. Where they, they pay $360 for the entire yes, it is production. Yes, it is a 360 <laughs> deal. You get $360. And then what they say is uh, yeah. you make the best record you want to make. If you mm -hmm. want to make a bad one, you know, mm -hmm. pocket $355 yeah. and spend $5 mm -hmm. and record it. Or mm -hmm. if you want to do something good, you know, maybe yeah. you should. Uh, so so, so it's, it's, is it going to be a CD, DVD uh, combo pack? Yes, it'll be a combo pack, and that's why uh, I'm in town. I stayed in town after Caroline, so I'm shooting a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of extra little films. We shot some mm -hmm. some friends that we know and love today. Uh, mm -hmm. Young Zach Galifianakis had a very dramatic scene. <laughs> Paul Tompkins was quite amazing this afternoon. John Glazer, Eugene Merman. We're shooting more stuff tomorrow. It's like a who's who. Yeah, it's a destroy all monsters of all my favorite comedians. Yes. It's like the Justice League <clears throat> yeah. of comedy. <laughs> I think of it as putting together the super posse, like in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance mm -hmm. Kid. I've got Lord Baltimore, and I've got the dude in the white boater. Just it's, get them all together. It's like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Who would we be in the league? Like, Zach would be Captain Nemo. Yes, he would be. He would be. Paul would be... He might be Alan Quartermain. Yeah, he, he'd be Alan Quartermain. Yes. Or he could uh, be the Invisible Man, also. Well, because well, whoever's the most elegant. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Eugene could be like Mr. Hyde. Yeah. And then uh, Maria Bamford would be Mina Murray. Yes. And then there'd be someone else that the movie studio would force us to add, mm -hmm. like when Warner Brothers. Could we add Tom Sawyer yeah. and, <laughs> and uh, Dorian Gray? They're cool. What if hey. Dorian Gray was really good with guns? I know it's not in the story, but come on, you couldn't kill him. Think yeah. of it. Yeah. Hey, what if we put Bugs Bunny in this thing? <laughs> he's a classic character from the past. What if could we add Elwood Blues? Yeah. That he's pretty good. You see how he drives? Yeah. He'd drive those guys around that car yeah. flip around. Yeah. Come on. That was... <laughs> so this so so this uh, this weekend you will be doing a a, a, a taping. Taping it this yeah, Saturday in DC, which is like a homecoming for you to a, to yeah. a degree. You know, it's it's a homecoming, but I, I, I so long ago I gave up on that thing of um. I so I know so many friends that are like, man, if I'm if I if I'm successful, I'll go back to my hometown and just mm -hmm. crush all these people from high school. Yeah. And you go back, even people that hated you in high school, mm -hmm. you see them in twenty years, and they're just mm -hmm. like, oh, you're you're on TV, you're doing okay, like, and yeah. they're but they're not sad. They they're married and happy. Like, there's yeah. no vengeance. There's no no. If if you live for that, you're always going to be so yeah. bummed out. Take this seriously. Take this yeah. feud seriously yeah. and be defeated. Yeah. Or what's even worse is you go mm -hmm. back and they're like, yeah, you were such a loser in high school. Mm -hmm. I always told you Hollywood sucked because you got on TV. That's how lame <laughs> like, it is out there. No, that's put, not the rules. No, that's what I learned. Those that's... are not the parameters of the thing. <laughs> no, I, I got it. I got it yeah. more justified. I go, look, yeah. look, look at that idiot. <laughs> that fat moron. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't even play. Dropped out. Dropped off the football team after three days. He's crying. Of course you're going to dance around acting like a little sissy. <laughs> That's perfect for him. Let's see him do a clap push-up. Now, is, is the show in D.C. proper? <clears throat> yeah, it's in mm -hmm. Washington, D.C., like downtown the Lisner Auditorium. Mm -hmm. 
because you grew up you grew up outside of that of DC yeah. though. I you grew were... up in the in the suburbs and then I but I started doing stand up mm-hmm. in Washington DC. Sure. At this <laughs> this place called I'm laughing because it's called it was called Garvin's mm-hmm. and <clears throat> it was just this awful room. Mm-hmm on L Street between 13th and 14th. And I went back because I was like, oh, I see that room I started uh-huh. out in. It is now a gay bar called the Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It is a gay bar called the Green Lantern. <laughs> Which, again, I'm sure story. there's there's guys who remember me from high school. Yeah, gay and comic books. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you queer. So... <laughs> Did you know Garvin? Why does everyone in Virginia have a, a Brooklyn accent all of a sudden? I don't know why I'm doing that. Was Garvin? Did you know Garvin? Was there a Garvin? No, that's one of those weird things. It's just like there's all these comedy clubs. They would give them weird names, but I don't know if it was named mm-hmm. after anyone named Garvin. Yeah. Just like there's like is, – is there a Caroline that is that Caroline's is named after or – I don't know. No idea. Huh. It's very – it's a question for the ages. <laughs> it's a question. It's, it's a, a question for the ages. <laughs> <laughs> well, people argue about that. Oh, here's the secret behind Caroline's. It's actually started by a guy called Ted. <laughs> exactly. They don't know that, the background. Now, what would have been a joke that w- we might have heard at Garvin's if we were back in, uh, is there, a, like, what? You mean a joke from me? Sure, yeah. Oh, like, it would have been horrible. The one joke that I like, what, yeah, what is your memory of being on stage at Garvin's? I just remember that we w- we would go on, <laughs> We w- there were two lists that they, they would, the, this mean bartender lady would take a piece of paper and fold it lengthwise, and on the left side, she'd write a list of letters, A, B, C, D, and E, and mm-hmm. those were the professionals. Okay. And then on the right side, she would write numbers, like literally 1 through 30. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and depending on when you got there, that was the... No, you had to draw numbers out of a hat. Okay. And then they would do this long list of numbers, so if you got, like, number 15... You weren't going up till after most of the pros, because okay. you know, the pros got the good spots. Sure. So my, first off, my whole thing was, I gotta become a letter. Mm-hmm. One of these days, I'll be a letter uh-huh. on this list. Uh-huh. It'll be different. Uh, but I, an early joke that I did was, <clears throat> I think that uh, <clears throat> they should change the word of to the word o apostrophe because it would make things more festive. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be so like, wow, what what happened to the, what happened at the doctor? Turns out I have cancer. Oh, the liver! Like, no, it doesn't sound <laughs> terrible. It sounds kind of leprechauny. And I remember there was a, a Blaine Capatch laughed like once at that mm-hmm, one joke. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yeah, you should keep doing it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the, was that the first keeper <clears throat> for a while in my head. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, uh-huh. I'll I'll have that in my arsenal. I'll go up. <laughs> yeah. Things won't be going yeah. well, I'll and just... I'll go to that joke." Yeah, you've got the you've got the atom bomb. Oh, yeah, I just thought, like, that. Oh, I'm okay mm-hmm. when you had the one keeper joke. And then also just you <laughs> you would have these – early on you thought, okay, I've got to have, like, heckler responses ready. Mm-hmm. And then there were sometimes when you would write better – I knew these guys, they would write way better heckler responses than they would joke. So uh-huh. they had to go up and antagonize the crowd <laughs> just to pushing. get them yelling. And then, yeah. then they yeah. could use their comebacks. Uh-huh. So they would just go, what's wrong with you idiots? And yeah. people like, <laughs> Get off the stage! We're well, not, we're, boom! Then the yeah. act got to start. Yeah, and then then he's then he's off to the races. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as people are uh, angry, which uh, that, that uh, can't be a good way to build your career. No, because you can't get, you can't ever get popular. Exactly. It's like, like you're going to be playing get... a three thousand seat theater where people mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way you can. Yeah. You have to just like hope. All right, I just hope the sold out show, Carnegie <laughs> Hall, 
I hope somebody paid $85 to come and heckle me. Now, can you, uh, you know, we're thinking of putting you on Letterman. Like, what, what's your act like? Yeah. Well, I would need some of your audience to be kind of yeah. angry, and I would have to, if there's any way you could, like, antagonize yeah, exactly. them before yeah. I get out yeah, there. Or maybe someone in the band can <laughs> mumble about me. Yeah, make some, like, mean, yeah. <laughs> like, some racial remarks yeah. to the audience, and then I can. Then, I, then, I'm, all, then I'm good. I told I, I one guy gave me advice. I was in Philadelphia and he said, um, I went on stage. I had like a t shirt on with some like a band name with a weird logo, like some local band that I liked. And he I came off stage and he's like, You can't go up there in some t shirt with a comp, you can't have a complicated logo because the people are going to spend the whole time puzzling that over and they're not going to listen to your stuff. You got to get simple. He kept going, You got to have simple designs. On your T-shirt, and I was like, oh. if I can't write jokes that yeah. are more that attract yeah, more that attention than the weird out the T-shirt, yeah, yeah, if I can't beat the calligraphy on my <laughs> T-shirt, then I probably shouldn't be doing comedy. Yeah. <laughs> that that actually maybe is a, a as an entry level benchmark for some people. <laughs> if you cannot beat the battle between you and your T-shirt, you are not ready for the stage. Yeah, there's like a weird, like a picture of a pinto bean yeah. on rocket skates, <laughs> yeah. and he's got two swords, yeah. and he's rushing towards like yeah. a three-headed yeah. unicorn, yeah. and they're like, that's like comedy one-on-one. Put this t-shirt on, go on stage, yeah. don't reference it, Yeah, try to get the attention back on you. Yeah. What's the deal with the t-shirt? <clears throat> explain that! <laughs> yeah, stop. Like the audience is going to yell, explain it! Yeah. yeah, what's up with the shirt? Uh, we have Patton Oswalt in the studio, it's very exciting, he's here, and uh... We will open the phones up in a, in a little bit throughout the show and take a take a call here and there. And uh, people, uh, they know you from a, from a, like a, so many different things. Obviously, from uh, Ratatouille from a couple summers ago. I wonder if I'm going to start like forming different camps so people will mm-hmm. go, "Oh, I'm into them for the Ratatouilles. If I can, I can take mm-hmm. or leave the stand up." Yeah, we go, "No, it's stand up." Like they'll, I'll have start having warring camps. Yeah. Well, for a while, you actually did have a, a bit of a uh, kind of like an image clash where, oh, people, yeah. where people were people associated you with being like the dude from the sitcom. 8 p.m., Monday nights on CBS, mm-hmm. Family mm-hmm. Network. Yeah. Oh, this will be great. We'll all go to this show. Yeah. All these families are in the front row. Yeah. I walk out. Oh, good Lord. This is not, <laughs> not going to go well. Yeah. That just. And like, what what did it take to get past that? Starting to put out albums and doing my own tours, really, that and dr- not just depending on like, and then also going out of my way when I do those tours. You don't mention King of Queens. Let's mm-hmm. not use that angle. Yeah, you yeah. know, and sometimes the venue will bring the crowd in. Mm-hmm. You know, but I had to be very, very careful. Like, and I also was like, you know, there were certain radio shows I would stop going on because they were excited to have me on mm-hmm. for King of Queens, but it would bring that yeah. kind of crowd out, and it was yeah. just really scary. So you're just yeah, because you. <clears throat> because because you're not it's not like you're doing that character like hey I'm out here it's like oh it's Spence I've had people yell not even do Spence do King of Queens <laughs> so it's like do you want me to read an episode yeah. of so we're in the kitchen yeah exactly and you can picture yeah. this Kevin's yeah. eating food yeah. I'm not even in this one yeah but uh, this is my favorite one yeah. though this is yeah, really good exactly this is cool it's a Super Bowl I re- <laughs> I remember um. Uh oh wait a second. Oh, I just had the story and I just blanked. This is so embarrassing. Um let's keep talking, it'll come to sure. me. I'm so embarrassed. So that really was... gonna make a point and then I lost it. So you you kind of uh staking claim in, in doing um 
doing CDs says that this is who I am. That kind yes. of that kind of drew that line where it's like there was kind of no mistaking. Right, people were going that what they were getting. When if they you're bringing your kids out, then it's your fault, not mine. Yeah, because it, there's a pretty clear there's enough there's yeah. enough uh, <laughs> there's enough uh, recorded uh, history out there yeah. for you to see what you're getting into. Please, I'm trying to make it so clear yeah. for you. Is it still weird when you see a kid in the audience like now? Because like I when I saw you the other night, they were like, they were like I guess they were just at the right age because they were they were laughing yeah. at everything. But, but I guess it. I guess that's almost that's on the 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 uh, that's on the parents at that. Yeah, point. and I, I get more weirded out when I see multiple generations, mm-hmm. where I see the parents and grandparents mm-hmm. and kids, mm-hmm. because King of Queens, whether you like it or not, it's one of those move the shows the entire family can sit and watch the show. Yeah, yeah. so you get a lot of that. Like we like this guy. Yeah, yeah. Let's go see this guy from the yeah. TV program. And it's like oh he's. Oh. I don't like this. Oh, this is not. Yeah. I remember. Oh, here's the story I want to tell. I did. Uh, I was on J- Jimmy Kimmel, and I wanted to do a bit where I worked out a thing where I said, "I've been doing a lot of work as a big brother," mm-hmm. and then I bring out my little brother, and it's this guy Eddie Pepitone, who's mm-hmm. this older comedian, really actor, really funny guy. Yeah, he's great. And I and I he just goes, "I just stuck with the Big Brother program because I just like hanging out with guys, and it's just great." <laughs> like he just kind of stood with him. Mm-hmm. But and then we shot this whole montage of us out in public doing mm-hmm, stuff together. Mm-hmm. So um, when I sat there and said, "Yeah, Jimmy says, what have you been doing lately, Pat?" And I go, "I've been doing a lot of work with like Big Big Brother program." Mm-hmm. And the audience just sincerely went, "Yes!" Like, <laughs> "All right, that's really sweet." And then yeah. in my head, I'm like, "Boy, this is going to get yeah. really." And I, yeah. the minute he walked out, they all just. Arms full. Oh, you yeah. tricked us. Yeah. Oh. That's not fair. That's not nice. Yeah. He's not a volunteer. Wait a second. As if now you have just like, all right, I want to apologize <laughs> for that thing. I will do 100 hours of exactly. service with the big brothers. Yeah. W- would that make them feel better? I will yeah. now uh, sponsor a little brother out of shame and in, <laughs> exactly. and, and yeah. out of and do it out of yeah. spite. Yeah. So is that what you'd rather have? Yes, he will get nothing from me. <laughs> yeah, nothing emotionally. Yeah, exactly. I will put in the hours. Yeah, I will be mad at him the whole time. <laughs> I, I will have a ticket for him to yeah, punch. Exactly. Just mark this off. Yeah. Say that I did two more hours, yeah. please. Or you just go to the movies. Let's see. Like, yeah. hey, we go to the movies. We see three movies. Yeah, try to go see like Lawrence of Arabia, <laughs> yeah. Gandhi, like really long. <laughs> yeah. Let's go see Benjamin Button four times. It's a great movie. <laughs> okay, 12 hours. Mark that off, please. So, so the uh, so the stand up, obviously, you 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 now are at the point, in terms of you, the writing the material, we had actually talked about this. Ultimately, for you, you have to get out there and do it to write it. Is that is that? I, yeah, I wish like someone like a Paul F. Tompkins can clearly sit at his. I envy him because he will come in and he's clearly written something out on the computer and it's mm-hmm. so elegant and mm-hmm. just like he can get all the air out of it like just writing it mm-hmm. and he comes in and it's this perfect thing mm-hmm. whereas I have to go up on successive nights and mm-hmm. slowly chip out so people that have seen early versions of my bits were like yeah there was a whole other meandering paragraph <laughs> that I saw before mm-hmm. he realized oh I can just say one word and get yeah. to where I'm mm-hmm. going but uh-huh. I, I, it has to come out of my skull mm-hmm. And I, I wish I could develop that other skill. Yeah. And by the way, when I say I wish I could develop that other skill, mm-hmm. it's, I'm, I'm saying that like I wish it was a magical thing that would happen and I had it because I'm clearly not going to put the work in to do <laughs> it. But you, I, you get you get there how you get there. Yes. And you, yes. Uh, 
How long did it take to come up with this, like the set that that you did last weekend? Like was was that a was that a year? Was that nine months? Uh, that one was about. It was under a year because the last new stuff I did was for the giveaway CD for WFMU oh, yeah. with yes. the the added bonus stuff mm-hmm. about there will be blood sure, and, sure, yeah. and the KFC bowls because mm-hmm. I I didn't want to like I didn't want to do my new album and go remember that last bit I did mm-hmm. well here's another ten minutes yeah, yeah. so so once I did that then it was like okay all that's done forever and I mm-hmm. have to work from scratch. Let me just take a, a call here. Somebody who wants to uh, speak to Pat Oswalt, who's in the studio. Yeah. FMU, you're on the air. Hello, Patton. Oh, for the <laughs> oh God. God. I'm glad I got my wife pregnant last year because it'll never happen again after that. <laughs> I'm sterile. That was, that was like sonic sterility. Hello, Spike. Hello, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Mm-hmm. You sound out of breath. Did you just climb uh, some well, stairs? I or? always sound out of breath. Oh, God. <laughs> now you see what it's like. Yeah, I know. You see, it's different when you're listening on the radio to yeah. this. So when he's, talking, when he's talking right to you, it's different. It is a little different. This is what Judy Garland's wipers had to uh, hear every day of their lives at the end when they came in to clean her up. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, it is. How le- What's that like when Spike, even yeah, I know. Spike, dismisses you as being I got sick? It. I got it. It's nice. I feel good. I feel like I uh, accomplished something. Spike, what are you doing tonight on this on this freezing Tuesday night? Oh, I'm just listening to the show. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I should be part of the package for the marathon. Tom? No. no. Over to you, Tom. Nope. <laughs> nope. What, no. Uh, what do you mean, no? What do you think I mean? <laughs> you don't understand the word no? It's two letters. I'm part of the show's fabric. Ugh. I'm part of the show's fabric. That's right. I can't even think of anything funny to say to that except to say what you said back. Part of the show's fabric. You won that award last week. Were you drinking something? What are you drinking? Oh, the usual. What, what am I, your bartender? I don't know what the usual is. What are you drinking? Orange juice. I don't drink alcohol. I didn't say you were drinking alcohol. So what What, what, what kind of orange juice? Tropicana. The, the good kind. Oh, the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Not from concentrate? That's right. Pulp or no pulp? No pulp. Vitamins. The one with the uh, calcium? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're set. Yeah. You're supercharged. We need you strong. Yeah. Of course. Healthy. Of course. Spike, what are you going to do for, what are you doing for Fat Tuesday? What are you going to give up for Lent? You know, Lent starts tomorrow. Do you believe in that stuff? Uh, let's see what I, well. What are you going to give up? Give up doo-wop or horror movies? Yeah. Oh, never. Pay for, pay never. Never. <laughs> never. <clears throat> creeping people out. Can you give that up? No. For Lent? 
40 days no. without yeah. creeping 40 people days out. without creeping people out. Wow. Impossible. <laughs> Maybe the dungeon for 40 days, but the other stop stuff, with, no. Stop with the dungeon oh. thing. Nobody, nobody believes there's a dungeon. <laughs> so what, um, just, a, just a, do you have a question for Patton? Oh, yes. Are you planning on appearing in New York anytime soon? No, he just did nine <laughs> shows four days ago. Evo. Unbelievable. <laughs> that is, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. He said he was listening to the show. Yeah, we just talked for a half hour about how you did. Yeah. <laughs> you, you performed last weekend. Oh, Spike. Unbelievable. Oh. God. FMU, you're on the air. Hi, uh, this is John Junk. From California. That's right. Hello, Tom. Hello, Patton. Hi, John. Hi. Uh, I had a question for Patton. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I had the privilege of watching your uh, Election Day performance um, somewhere in L.A. I oh, yeah, at that, that, some bar downtown. They had an mm. election night thing. The pirate-themed bar. <laughs> Weird pirate-themed hipster bar in this totally abandoned part of downtown L.A. Yeah, that was, but it was a great performance. I'm, I had a question about that performance. I didn't want you to give up trade secrets or anything, but I was curious as if you had like, I guess I was assuming. Well, I was just really worried irrationally, maybe that you know McCain was going to win. But I thought this would be the best like way to, I don't know, grieve would be with people like Patton Oswalt. <laughs> but I was, uh, did you had you pr anything prepared, or were you just like watching the news and did you just go up there and? talk about it or yeah i was just watching the news all night till the very last minute that i had to get in the car and um so you know i had nothing it, it, when, it, when it looked like when they called virginia for obama i kind of thought it was done so yeah. i was very i was just so happy at that point right I just had had some scotch and <laughs> enjoyed myself and then just went downtown and just went on stage and started spewing like i did i was so happy i was so happy and i was just Happy that that I did a funny show when I'm in it when everyone's just that happy. Where nobody was right. complaining about anything. Yeah, it was just people like it was really weird to see a show where it's a crowd of excited, happy people, and mm -hmm. then the performers growing up even more excited, going, "Am I? Are you as happy as I am? Because yeah. I just want to check." And they're like, like, "Yes!" Like that. Uh, I yeah. forgot that. Oh, that can be a show. Yes, yeah. people getting together and just being so happy yeah. about something. We, we um. Uh, th are you anything else, John? No, that's it. Thank you, John. And you know I love you. <laughs> I love Tom. You. Tom can only take so much joy. Exactly. He has to. It's oh. like he was. He was literally like I was. He was losing power in front of yes, me. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> like in the Blade movies. I'm like, uh, <laughs> it like hurts me. <laughs> it's like uh, Whistler. I'm like, it's like <laughs> hate, hate is like for me when when Chris Christopherson's like. Use this, <laughs> and then he, those Blade movies, with Blade apparently was getting all his power from his sunglasses. When uh, that is true, <laughs> he, would, he would throw the sunglasses down from from a, a some sort of balcony, and then Blade would grab him. Yeah, his powers came from sunglasses and yeah. rave music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's so funny? I'm a, I'm here. I'm I'm lampooning these Blade movies. You're in the third one. I know. I'm, I'm in the worst like, one. I'm forgetting. Oh, are you kidding? No, don't. I, that that was one of the most fun times I've ever had on a movie mm -hmm. set. Watching the Daily Disaster. 
of uh, Blade. And at one point, there's a <laughs> we were all told, do not touch Wesley Snipes. Do not address him directly. Only call him Blade. Don't talk to him in between takes. He won't react. And then, so there was a scene he had to do <laughs> with Natasha Leone, who's playing a, a woman who's blind. Mm-hmm. And so they sit down to do their scene together. And we had all gotten the talk. And we had assumed that she had gotten the talk, too. And they called action. And she just put her hand right on his face, like, to feel his face, because she's blind. Mm-hmm. And he, he just looked like he was going to rip her head off. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, it's the man who's all boundaries versus the woman with no boundaries. <laughs> Let's see what happens now. It was actually, I wish, I wish I'd had like a little video camera. That was so hilarious. Because the good thing about Blade, and I don't know if you know this, <clears throat> he's a daywalker. He's got uh, all of our powers all, all and none, their, of our none of their weaknesses. Yeah. None of their weaknesses. It's a bad day to be a suckhead. <laughs> Don't you feel like maybe he just banked a lot of those reactions, just close-up reaction shots mm-hmm. in case they do sequels? Yeah. He doesn't even need to show up. Like Fred McMurray of yeah. My Three Sons? <laughs> they can just cut to where, his face. Where they were like shooting seasons of Fred McMurray on the stairs, just going like, uh, like Chip, Ernie, uh, <laughs> I think it's dinner time. Uncle Charlie's making dinner. And they would just come down and just say, I, they, this, this guy was like, this is how this goes. You're not just shooting me out for this episode. You're shooting me out for the year right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we're do, we're we're shooting this all out of order so I can leave. At, well, you know, at one point, Wesley wanted the director to leave. Mm-hmm. He says, "I want you to quit this film for the good of the film." And the director said, "Why don't you quit? We shot all your close-ups. All you'll only let us shoot your close-ups. We shot them every. I mean, literally every other scene is his double." Mm-hmm. Everything is his double, <laughs> down to like when we would talk to him. Mm-hmm. It was just his double from the back. Uh-huh. So it's like you can just leave. You don't need to be here. Yeah. You don't want to be. And and it freaked Wesley out so much that then he said, "I will only talk to the director through post-it notes through a second party." So they had to write post-it notes. They had to write post-it notes. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh god, I I love I love making really good movies, but I even have more fun making ones that are disasters. <laughs> To watch how are these people going to get through this? Like you keep waiting for someone just to go. I have a family somewhere. Yeah. What am I doing? Like I should just leave. Yeah. Why are we doing? Yeah. Who is waiting to see this? <laughs> <laughs> what what yeah. go, what goes wrong if we don't do this? Yeah. Like like who dies if this doesn't get in on time? Like like if a doctor <laughs> walks out of the hospital, Thanks. conceivably people could die. Yeah. But if I walk away from the third Blade movie, yeah. So it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Hey, you know they started to shoot a third Blade movie? Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Did they like, finish it? No, no. They it's not, huh. it's like uh, the dude walked off at halfway through the film. Like, huh. Oh, that's interesting. Where so, do you want to get lunch? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you, we were saying you were saying about election night. There's actually when you're saying about everybody being in the the greatest of spirits. Oh. And you know how you have that that um. I was on the air on election night, and I did my show. That's and then right. I actually, we were here for 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when literally they were able to call every, call it for Obama, which was just the greatest. And Remember, every, you said good guys won. Yes. It was so exciting being on the air. And then there was this moment where uh, everybody was in such a great mood. We went to a, a bar in Jersey City, mm-hmm. and we were all having a great time. And the, the, uh, the DJ had on... Uh, he had an iPod playing with like the greatest stuff, playing like the impressions, like this is my country. Just everybody's so moved and having a great time. And then 
Uh, and then like, oh, Obama's uh, speech is coming on. Obama's speech is coming. So they turn the music down, and uh, you know it's playing on the two TVs in the bar. And you know how you have that thing where you like think the most like horrible thing you could do. Like, what's what's the worst thing I could do in this situation? Oh God, I see and it all the time. All I could think of was it's like I looked over and everybody's staring at the TVs, and then just like sitting there completely unattended is like the DJ's iPod, and it's like. I was like, if I took this guy's iPod right now, <laughs> and like he's like, oh, it was so great, Obama, woo, and he goes, well, let me put some more music on. Hey, where's my iPod? <laughs> someone stole my iPod on this night. Some one of you people stole my iPod. <laughs> like it would just, he would be like, that's it, I'm done. I have no faith in mankind. Yeah, I'm out. He's <laughs> like, you could have created the world's yeah. greatest cynic at yeah, that point. Yeah, exactly. I would have been created a supervillain. Yeah, because you... <laughs> yeah. it would have been. In that moment, everyone here was cheering. Yeah. Everyone here was cheering. Yet one of you who was cheering also thought it was a good time to steal my iPod. I have no hope for mankind. That's all I. Yes, yeah. that is so brilliant. <laughs> I just keep thinking, yeah, were, did did awful things happen somewhere that night? Like, did someone, you know, yeah. someone wasn't looking and someone yeah. robbed, like, took money out of a register? Or, <laughs> you know, yeah. Every, somebody they were hugging people on the street. Someone picked someone's pocket. Yeah, where's my wallet? And so, yeah. do we have like future supervillains that are going to rear up in ten years, and it's all going to be traced back to Obama's election night? <laughs> we have another call here. Uh, WFMU, you're on the air. Hey, Tom's listener T. Listener T, you are calling from Los Angeles. Yes. Oh. And uh, Cal- how are you tonight? I'm very well. Uh, stellar show tonight. Oh, thank you. Um, is Patton still there? Sitting right here, man. Oh. Hi, Hi Patton. Hello. Hi. Uh, we met very briefly when you came. Uh, I work on an entertainment news television, and you came to the lot to do an interview mm-hmm. for Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were gracious enough to sign my copy of Entertainment Weekly that had a, had a picture of Remy in it. And uh, I just wanted to say thanks. I'm a big fan. And, and, uh, and that, uh, we also went to see um, Comedians of Comedy when you did it at the Troubadour, that, oh. that, ep- that epic five-hour oh. rock and roll of comedy show. God, that was fun. Thanks, yeah, thanks I, for standing up for five hours. Yeah, that was a, that was a great idea. Um, I was the guy. I was the guy in the in the front row there with the lighter, the one. Oh yeah, uh, giving you the tribute, and then oh, uh, I remember, yeah, I remember you. I know exactly who you are. I know exactly who you are. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, well, thank you very much. It was a great. It was a great show, and uh, it was it was a good five hours on our feet. But it was it was well worth it. I always feel I felt kind of bad about that after a while because I know the kind of shape I'm in. I know the shape my knees are in. Uh, uh, and I remember uh, we were we did a gig <laughs> at the Black Hat in Washington D.C., which is this great little punk club, and it was just packed like mm-hmm. to the walls, packed. And the guy, I go, I go, was it sold out? And he goes, Well, yeah. I mean, you had like you had 550 people in here, and you just couldn't move. And I went, is that how many of the place holds? Mm-hmm. He goes, well, when we do our hardcore shows, we can get like 750 people in here. But And then he goes, but your fans tend to be kind of, and he's just making this like, yeah, these big tubby fans. Plus sized, if you will. <laughs> they're, a little, they're a little plus sized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. It was like being at the uh, the Comic Con in New York versus the one in San Diego. Yeah. It's like 
yeah. one in New York. The, it's com- like... the Comic-Con uh, around uh, Kevin Eastman's booth when he's got his lovely wife signing there. Oh, dear. Aria Giovanni. I, I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, well, thank well, you, listener. Anyway, I just wanted to say uh, thanks Thanks for all the uh, the the yucks and um and keep up the good work i'm looking forward to the marathon and uh i would try to pledge now but apparently that's not no. the order of the day you know no. when to so do it. You wait. I, I i will be uh i will be calling up with my usual uh thank you so we would thank you you know it's appreciated yeah. oh well yeah, well and and thanks again for last week tom that was that was very sweet and very uh very much appreciated well that's my it's my pleasure you and quimby are great people well, thank you very much, and you guys have a great night, and uh, keep him flying. Thanks, T. It, um, yeah, he, his uh, his uh, lady friend's dog passed away, so we did a little. Aww. We played a song for for the dog. Oh, oh, oh. You know, he was when he was talking about the comic con. That reminds mm-hmm. me, because you're doing that new WFMU Gems now as mm-hmm. a podcast. Yes, the it's little... the new pod. Thank you for reminding yeah. me. And so you played that great one about Club Pizzazz, where yeah. he just books like a, a Christian <laughs> yeah. breakfast, and then the yeah. legends of porn, like right yeah. half an hour. Towards. <laughs> it reminds me, like uh, Comic Con is a lot like that, where they'll have yeah. it's all just booths slapped together, yeah. and some booths they'll have some weird half naked chick, like really inappropriately dressed, yeah. Yeah. next to like the Walt Kelly Pogo yeah. booth, exactly. and there's just kids wandering around. Yeah. They, I think they start. They need to maybe have some adult areas. Yeah, or they something. might need to. St- yeah, let's let's start looking at the big picture <laughs> when we schedule this stuff. Although they probably are also like, you know what? We really need to space these certain things out here. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's going to turn into like smut alley. Oh yeah, yeah. Display. Like the the room will literally go <laughs> and tilt. Like the guys with the uh, gasoline alley uh, panels. It's like oh, everything's sliding. It's like it's like it's like the Poseidon adventure. Everything's just yeah. sliding <laughs> across. But the... I just I love the booths where it's stuff that's like barely tangentially connected yeah. to comic books, like yeah. a woman selling crystals, but some of the pendants have a dragon on them, yeah, exactly. so that's her justification. Yeah. But you could also like, you know she's you know, just a craft fair. Yeah, it's exactly. all the same to her. There's dragons in comic books, right? <laughs> Not really. Huh. Not many dragons in comic books. But then she's next to a dude selling weird survival knives. Yeah. And then they're next to, like, an actual legendary artist. The, so exactly. Like, yeah. Although, yeah, they're, they're, sitting, they're, they're sitting next to, uh, you got Will Eisner in his right. last years looking over at yeah. some guy with swords. Right. He's got to deal with some dumb yeah. hippie lady going, yeah. are you going to be at the Sarasota Craft Fair next yeah. weekend? Yeah. No. Yeah. Are you sure your drawings seem to be very yeah. popular? Yeah. People love portraits. Yeah. Hey, old man, keep an eye on my booth. I'm going to go get a pretzel. Watch my um, swords. Yeah, watch my swords. Watch my swords. Yeah, nothing better be missing when I come back. I'm kind of, I'm Will Eisner. I uh, maybe made all of this. I created all of this <laughs> yeah, here that we're doing. Ear. Yeah. Oh, God. If, if anything's missing, I'm going <laughs> to get you. <laughs> Like a Pat Oswalt comes down here. You think he's hanging out in Jersey City for his health? 
Actually, there is a uh, a sulfur spring. Oh, well, so literally, you are I, here yeah, for your health. My doctor told me to come out here because my <laughs> my right lung collapsed. So, <laughs> okay. but I love doing this show. Yeah, so, okay, well, maybe that example doesn't track. Yeah, sorry about but, that. We probably shouldn't have said that. So. And we do have Pat Oswald in the studio, and uh, the phone number is two zero one five three six nine three six eight. It's a little harder to get through tonight because we are doing the show from the submarine on the fourth floor. And there are not as many uh, phone lines there, but please, if you want to, uh, if you have a question, keep trying, and hopefully uh, you can get through. Now, uh, you you also have a uh, you also had a movie that was in uh, at, at Sundance this yeah. past uh, January. Yes, it's called it's Big Fan. Big Fan, or as I call it, Fatsy Driver, which the director <laughs> is is forever angry at me for calling it that in the press. Um, it's. I think it's really, really good. I mean, the, the the director, the guy that wrote it and directed it, he wrote The Wrestler, and mm -hmm. he did such a terrific job. Yeah, that's uh, Robert Siegel. Rob Siegel. Yeah, Rob and Siegel. we're we're in this weird position where it got like nothing but great reviews, mm -hmm. and we we're having trouble getting distribution right now just because it is really dark. It is a really yeah. like a, mm -hmm. I hate to keep saying this, but it's an early seventies like bleak character study. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's never like boring. It's just very. It's very intense and weird, mm -hmm. and you know I think a lot of people are oh but I've seen you on King <laughs> again. It's like oh the yeah. King of Queens guy, yeah. and oh Lord I don't know if I wanted to see that. So uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. It was just it was so weird to be at Sundance and see that you know there's like I guess art films there, but then there's also just weird exploitation films there just trying to get distribution. Mm -hmm. just, uh, and there, there's weird like big studio orphaned movies that mm -hmm. that aren't really going to get a big release yeah. but they try to get them to go to yeah. Sundance to get some yeah. attention it's just some weird Ewan McGregor movie that yeah, no one <laughs> yeah but, and then there's people that are there and you don't know why they're there like Paris Hilton was hanging yeah. out and um, the oh god what's his name Macaulay Culkin uh -huh. was there yeah. With his little brother. I, maybe, mm -hmm. I think his little brother might have been in a movie. Okay. But then he's just it's like Macaulay mm -hmm. Culkin wandering around, and then mm -hmm. people are just just descending mm -hmm. on him to get autographs yeah. and pictures. And uh -huh. I heard uh, that uh, Toxie is uh, missing. I... I heard they. I heard he wandered <laughs> off the uh, path, and they found him frozen underneath 18 feet of snow. <laughs> gonna... Some guy in a Toxic Avenger costume I... frozen in a drift. <laughs> Yeah, like like Jack Nicholson yeah. at the end of The Shining, yeah. just trapped in a maze somewhere. They find the Toxie from three years ago. Like, what if they just keep finding like tra <laughs> trauma characters frozen? There like, was a it's... trauma fest, and I saw Toxie mm -hmm. walking yeah. up Main, whatever it is, Main Street or yeah. something, yeah. and he just looked so miserable because yeah. he's in a Toxie outfit, but he's got to have his big bare arms. Yeah. So he's freezing. <laughs> yeah. He's just out there turning blue. Yeah. And trying to push yeah. a movie that was yeah. okay, I get it. It was a goofy movie that yeah. it was came out a while ago. Okay, yeah, fine. It came out thirty-one years ago. <laughs> and it's like, uh, is, is that a uh, good heavens? What's frozen under the block of ice? I think it's a uh, Detective Kabuki man. <laughs> oh, it's it's uh, Tromeo, but where's Juliet? Yeah. <laughs> Where are they? But yeah, just like dressing up like that character yeah. from a thirty-year-old movie yeah. is so yeah. And then meanwhile, uh, it's like. Hey, we kind of got a, uh, you know, I got my good film over here that's really good. You know what it's it like comes? a no? piece of work of art. I although you know, for all I know, yeah. what if the guy in the taxi costume is going to be the next Spielberg, and yeah. years later he'll go, you know, what my first job was yeah. walking around. I was uh, walking around dressed as the toxic yeah. Avenger. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were talking to 
Steven Soderbergh, he said the first year he was there, he got bored and he got into one of the vans mm -hmm. that drove people out and he just drove people around the city just randomly, oh, wow. just to different screenings. Mm -hmm. He didn't know who he was because he just had something to do. That's awesome. Is it, is it fun at that thing? It's, I would imagine it's fun if you have a pass and you're just seeing movies all day, uh -huh. but I was just doing nonstop interviews. Yeah, you're on the hook. I mean, it was, it was I'd leave the, the, the place I was staying at 10 in the morning way up in the mountains mm -hmm. staying and I would not and I, it would be till 10 at night mm -hmm. till we get back from the screening and then go to after party they had this <laughs> this after party for our movie they designed it so badly where they shuttled all of us upstairs because we look like the people in our movie we're mm -hmm. not good looking and then da they didn't tell us the actual party was downstairs mm -hmm. and they got all the hot people like the girl mm -hmm. from Twilight and mm -hmm. Paris Hilton and like all these just actual celebrities down there and then they let us one by one go into our own party like mm -hmm. they would kind of you could see they're looking at us like i don't know if we want you in here you don't yeah. really look that yeah. good well where do you think you're going this is the big fan party buddy yeah. what's happening yeah. i am uh the big fan i am the big uh, do you want <laughs> yeah. me to put the face makeup on i will but i am the big fan let's go back to the phones yeah. here wfmu you're on the air hi tom hi Patton. hi this is uh chris l from maryland Quality caller, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I'll be seeing Patton uh, Patton show this weekend. Oh, which one? The seven o'clock one. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming down. Oh, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Don't mess up. Uh, and I also just wanted to compliment him on one of the greatest, well, probably the greatest blog post I've ever read on the internet, which was the uh, the dream lineup in heaven at the New Beverly Cinema. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was yeah, very I, sweet. Yeah, I, I did, that was so. The choices were just so astute. It was well, it, it was really sweet. But I've never had to to edit more comments out of a blog post because <laughs> what happened was it was this deadly combination of people saying, um, "Excuse me, I went to IMDb and that version was never made. <laughs> I think you need yeah. to do some research." And uh -huh. then there'd be a response, "Hey, idiot." It's clear, like, it was just mean yeah, people and yeah, then even yeah. meaner people yeah. for, and I had to just go through and just delete everything. It was so because awful. you were doing a thing where you were talking about unrealized movies. Yeah, and how and much then, I love them, and that, yeah. of course, set everyone off. Yeah. It was so weird. That is hilarious. Uh, I don't think Leone ever got around to doing Stalingrad, <laughs> but uh, um, maybe you need to read some more film yeah. books or something. Because then what are they thinking? Buster Keaton claiming? died before Masters of Atlantis was written. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Are they claiming? Or were they? Did they think you were claiming you had seen these movies? Like I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like that's the film buff thing: is how dare you? Yeah, yeah. Bring up a movie that I haven't seen. These people are as weird as the day is long. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Chris. I'll, I'll see you Saturday. Thanks. Thanks. Bring your smoke bombs. Yeah. <laughs> well, though, actually, don't. That's going to get away in the way of the flash pots that I have yeah. on stage. Uh, uh, I'll be uh, coming out to, when the flash pots go off. You know the comedy's about to start. That's the, that's kind of like the get ready to laugh thing. When the, <laughs> when when you're kind of shaken by the explosions, that means there's going to be some yeah. uh, so, so, some uh, subtle wordplay yeah. coming your way. When you're blinking away tears from yeah. the shockwave, <laughs> then here comes get ready to pay attention to words. God, I, sh I I was getting ready for these shows. I was doing the the Irvine Improv, and I 
I got there early, like to see the show start, and I've forgotten how loud they blast the music when the mm-hmm. show is about to start. They play that theme from Kill Bill, that mm-hmm. and it's going to be me walking up mm-hmm. there. Like, don't play mm-hmm. the the badass hitman yeah. song that you know I'm supposed to be walking up in slow motion fit as a fiddle and dress yeah. good and I'm come slumping uh, uh. up there with my notebook <laughs> and it's just so loud and they're come on over just like screaming at people and then are you people ready to laugh and of course someone it's like yeah oh that's not good enough come no, just, no yeah please it's monday night yeah it's 8 30 let we just want to watch <laughs> yeah. the show i don't yeah. want to scream we would just want to hear this guy talk <laughs> fmu you're on the air hi tom uh, who's this this is dan from ottawa Dan from Ottawa, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, well, well, what can I do for you there? I called in, uh, I think, two weeks ago on the John Glazer episode. Okay. And you bumped me uh, before I even got to ask my question because I guess it is a little, starts a little silly. What? I was wondering if I could ask it. You're a little low energy, Dan. Can we pick it up? Um, sure. How about uh, somewhere in here? Uh, let's just give me the question. Let's hear the question. All right, so it starts a little silly. So it, uh, it's, if you were Dracula or... Okay. <clears throat> FMU, you're on the air. Could I, uh, I... Can I redo Glazer's response? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would bite so many necks! <laughs> Thanks, that Google. Was, that, Sorry, that, that le- I almost drove off the road listening to that. I had it on my iPod. Uh, 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 that was a lot of fun. Oh. FMU, you're on the air. Hi. 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 Who's this? Ben. Hi. This is Dylan. I'm from Annapolis, Maryland. Oh, hi, Dylan. Hi. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing okay. Uh, Great I, show. I'm, I'm very suspicious of this call, but why? Yeah, you sound why? like you're suppressing some laughter, but let's yeah. hear it. No, and no, I'm nervous. Okay, oh. look, Dylan, relax. Yeah. Okay. You're amongst friends. Cool. I just okay. wanted to call and tell Patton that I'll be attending his performance on Saturday night in D.C. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. Are you going to the seven or the ten? I believe I'm going to the ten. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, that I'll be doing some bonus stuff on that show for a little. Oh, really? Bonus awesome. EP that I am cutting. I think I hope you like it. Cool. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be great. Oh, you gonna go? Uh, you, you're gonna go crazy. Go crazy? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll go crazy with laughter. I'm sure. You're gonna wear something colorful so you show up on camera. <laughs> that, that's a pretty good idea. I'm it's up on the. Uh, I'm up on deal, the balcony, but you're gonna dress. You're gonna dress as uh, Quaker dress, Oats man. Dress as one of my bits. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Look, I'm a big bowl. That would be, if somebody showed up dressed as a KFC uh, that would be bowl, horrifying. you would have to ask them. You would have to just, you probably should just say to the theater, no costumes. Please. Turn please them away. No costumes. Yeah. Turn them away. Make them get it. Yeah. They can check the costume. <laughs> the thing. They can get. They can watch get the, the show. Costume back. Yeah, you can leave with your costume. You can leave in your costume. You cannot go through this theater. These theater doors in that costume. What you, where, where's Annapolis in relation to Baltimore again? I always get that wrong. Uh, it's a little bit south, about ten minutes, really close. Oh, okay. I used to, was, I lived in Arbutus for a couple months. Is that right? Yeah, I shared a house with a with with a comedian named Mark Voice, and I remember we lived over this old woman. And I came home one night. I'd done a gig, and he had he'd always write like joke ideas on scraps of paper. Mm-hmm. And I walked in late one night. And he was already asleep, but I just saw a scrap of paper in an ashtray, and it just said, what are old people cooking that stinks so much? Like, that was going to be the premise of a bit. Yeah. 
Somebody's holding up. Uh, somebody's uh, put something on the uh, on the uh, chat here, saying that I'll be holding up a sign with the symbol from from the show Kings. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Chris. L. Thanks, Dylan. Worst viral marketing yeah, ever. Exactly. We'll get into this thing. The show will be so far <laughs> off the air yeah, by the time this thing gets released. We're going to start the revival, man. Yeah. What if it's literally like, bring back Kings? Like, you do it <laughs> in February, knowing full well the show's going to be canceled, and you're already starting the campaign to revive it. That'd be the funniest oh, that'd be thing great. ever. <laughs> FMU, you're on the air. Uh, hello, Tom? Yes. How do you do? I'm doing all right. Who, who, to whom am I speaking? This is Brian in Ventura. Uh, how, how's thing, how are things in Ventura tonight? Uh, things are great. It's very beautiful. It's very uh, temperate. Okay. And uh, I wanted to uh, say thank you for having me, for taking my call. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Sure. Uh, do you have a question for Patton? Um, did... Kind of. I, well, I right. love the both of you guys. What's that? You're great. I said I love the both of you guys. Oh, well, you're sweet to say that. Thanks, man. Uh -huh. You bet. Um, it's been uh, you've had a lot of great guests on tonight, and uh, uh, I wanted to continue the uh, parade of stars. So you're a star. By... You're a star. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, I'm I'm the recipient of an award um, that happened. The ceremony took place on Sunday, mm -hmm. and uh, it's kind of prestigious. Okay, what 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 is it? You won an Oscar? No. What? I want a Maverick. What's a Maverick? It's a uh, local dependent music award. Um, I live in Ventura County, and uh, did you win an award no, for he's pacing gone. when you're he's talking? Gone. Or yeah, he's gone. He's okay. long gone. Okay, don't worry. Sorry, we'll never go there again. Wow. Don't worry, he can't get you. I okay. <laughs> it's like uh, I it's won like <laughs> an award. What was that? For? Well, I uh, <laughs> just compose myself. I'm not going to hustle through this call because uh, my trip over my words, I'm just going to uh, be very deliberate. My, my therapist said to savor. Yeah. Savor. Pause and savor. Pause and savor. Pause and savor. FMU, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Hey, Patton. Alvaro and Glenn Mills. This is a quality caller. How are oh, you, Alvaro? Hi. I'm doing great. It's an awesome show tonight, Tom. Oh, thank you. I, a, none a, of it's me. None of it's me. It's all the guests. It's, some of it's you, Tom. Come on, Tom. Uh, Where are the fuse that right. drives the little spark bit of it's or me. whatever that is? A little bit yeah. of it's me. Yeah. At, least, at least a little bit. Thank you, Alvaro. Uh-huh. So um, I actually called with a couple questions. Just yeah. two of them. They're short. Sure. Uh, Patton, any comic suggestions? Right now? Oh, yeah. There's so much good stuff out there. Um, the one that, that I'm really enjoying is one called Proof, which is by, I think, Dynamite Publishing. But basically it's all the, like, the cryptozoological creatures. And, um, you know, they find out that some of them are real. And it's, it's you'd think it's going to be like a, a, a Hellboy kind of thing, but it's uh -huh. not. It's sort of this sad... You know, they just want to live normal lives, mm -hmm. but there's only one of each of them, mm -hmm. and it's kind of beautiful. Okay. It's called Proof. I think there's a trade paperback. I'd highly recommend it. All right. Um, and, and the other one was, uh, any chance of uh, 
any iteration of a uh, new comedians of comedy? Yes, I'll answer. Let me feel this one. No, go ahead. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what? Clear your summer schedule because Patton is working on the biggest and most elaborate comedians of comedy tour oh, you have ever seen yet. If you're in a tertiary market, get ready. They're coming to your town too. Look All right. At, look out, gnome. <laughs> The comedians of comedy are coming. <laughs> this is, and it's all of them. Every date. Patton. Oh, every no one takes a, This is the theme of this one. Comedians of comedy, no one takes a night off. <laughs> Patton, Zach, Brian, Maria, Eugene, John Mulaney, <laughs> Howard Feller. He's joining the tour this time. Uh, Dudley Moore Jr. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, an entire uh, improv troupe. It's going to be on a school bus. Yeah. The uh, the the Boo Getters. We've hooked yeah. up with the Boo Getters. There's eleven of them. Yeah. And uh, all I'm saying is, if you live in Yellowknife, Alaska, you're going to be very happy. <laughs> very very happy. Right. I'll have to get a ticket. In all seriousness, <laughs> uh, the answer is probably is no, no, Sorry. no. Yeah. All right. Sorry, you missed it. That's okay. Did I you saw the show. You saw the DVD. Comedian. You saw it. Yeah. Where'd you it see it? It was on TV. Oh, you saw it on TV. That's oh. why they filmed all the stuff. That's yeah, it. it was awesome. It was great. That's fantastic. All right. Well, uh, I'll let you get to the next call. Well, well thank oh. you, Alvaro. Thank you're you very much. Very guys. generous. Thanks, Alvaro. Yeah. Told you it was a quality call. Wow. Yeah. That guy's cool. That's the beauty of this comedians of comedy thing. Now is that everything, everybody, pretty much got what y- you had hoped they would get from it. Mm-hmm. That everybody now can go and do their own thing, and and sell out and kill with that. Each of us is our own tour. We don't have to yes. pile into a van for two yeah. weeks. Exactly. You know, get on each other's nerves. You ever think about franchising it out? Just get some, uh, like, just really run the product. Run the brand name down into the I'm into the <laughs> tank, just like highest bidder gets it. Like, I don't know if you like my comedy. I don't care. Yeah, what's the biggest number? There you go. What what yeah. will you put down? I'm a big believer in things having value because they only exist for a short time and then yeah. they're gone. And I I just don't understand the beat like the the multiple. Oh, we're gonna re-release the Big Lebowski again on DVD mm-hmm. with even more features. I mean, I love that movie. Are you serious? But it's I, coming out. Of- I'm Hold sure on. they're going to do another Let edition. Let me just go to Amazon real quick. I think uh, I okay, you got to get pre-order it because you you only have the long box and the bowling ball, right? I only you have, get the, the, I have the one with the bowling ball. Uh-huh. I have the long box. Yeah. Oh, this... they have the David Huddleston skull version. Okay. It is shaped like David <laughs> Huddleston's skull, and they put the DVD mm-hmm. in there. I heard there's a new version of Big Lebowski coming out that uh, comes with a copy of Army of Darkness in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ultimate thing. It's like it's, it's, it's big. There's not even a copy of Big Lebowski in it. I heard that Criterion is putting out their their 20 DVD box set, 15 years of Army of Darkness, with commentary by Scorsese, yeah. and there's a yeah. there's essays. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you know from collectors. Yeah. Pretty Sam Raimi's like what? Another commentary on this thing? I've talked more about this thing than I did. Than I, I spent more time talking about this thing than I did filming it. Yeah, but they have a new feature where where he takes breaths yeah. in between the old commentary. <laughs> he injects new new insights. Yeah, that you didn't know. Yeah, 
That is serious. She was mean. <laughs> people, it was hot that day. Uh, people, people need to get past this army of darkness thing. This is literally what makes America seem like the enemy to other countries. Like They have how many versions of army of darkness? I mean, it's good. Yeah. But it's not that good. It's not 15 versions. Yeah. There's not 15 versions yeah. of Casablanca, for yeah. God's sakes. That is... How many Casablanca discs have there been? Oh. Like two. Yeah, two. I think there was one. One that was probably taken off of a, like a TV yeah. thing. Uh, like a kinescope. Mm-hmm. And then a good, clean one. Yeah. And that's it. There you go. FMU, you're on the air. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, Patman. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Hi, guy. Doing Good. Good. Um, Tom, I'm really excited about the premium this year. It sounds like you did a killer job putting everything together. This is the best premium I've ever done. I've been I working I... so hard on it. Oh, it sounds like it. I can't wait to get that eventually. You will. Uh, excellent. You'll get it, right? I will get it for sure. Good. What's your I'll name, I'll be punching next week. This is Punch and Cahokia. Who? What? Punch and Cahokia, Illinois. Okay. Where? What is your name? Punchin? Punch. In Punch. Cahokia, and oh. I am in Cahokia. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I didn't realize. P-U-T-C-H? Correct. Correct. Now that's that's a nickname, right? That's my nickname, yeah. My like real Pete. name is Preston, but no Preston. one calls me that. Where did you? Yeah. Where did Putch come from? <sighs> my brother and I, when we were young, we kind of combined like our hero nicknames. Mm-hmm. With your what, mine, what? Your what nicknames? Like, we had heroes. Like, mine was, um, you know, Starsky and Hutch. Okay, mm-hmm. so you were Preston Hutch. Putch. Right, and it got shortened to Putch, but um, he was he was Batman because that was his favorite guy. Mm-hmm. But how did you short? Did it just become Batam, or how do you? <laughs> no, short, he, we we didn't shorten it for oh, him. He just left Bat. Okay, he he was just Batman. Mm-hmm. Okay, hard but childhood, Batman, right? Hard. Sorry. A lot of get a lot of uh, a lot of swirlies. I didn't get a lot of swirlies. In fact, people kind of gave me a questioning look when I say my name's Putch and kind of. Leave it at that. I didn't get too many questions about it. All right, it. look, look, Pudge. What can I do for you? <clears throat> well, I was. I wanted to tell Patton that his uh, impression of Daniel Plainview doing milkshake yes. on last year's premium. Unbelievable. It's like one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Absolutely. Well, I was the only one that thought to uh, do an impersonation of him, so I was glad that that got on a <laughs> CD. That I just sometimes that it's weird how the comedy committee will just drop the ball on things. Right. And uh, I just—it's weird. It's kind of lonely being the guy out there, but I don't, I you know, was, I don't mind. That's it's, you know what? It's, I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, that was genius! And I was wondering if you ever thought of releasing like a full length of that or an EP of Kellis songs done by Daniel Plainview. <laughs> no, I'm, I've, I, you know what, Punch? I have yeah. never had or thought yeah. even remotely like that. Exactly. Okay. That's I'm all sorry, I is this, is this guys, my manager calling? This right sounds now. like my manager right now. We should do, that should be a whole series. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Punch. Thanks, Thank Punch. you, Tom. Thank you, Pat, and have a good night. You too. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. 
graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis, website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support the best show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.